Welcome everyone to episode 249 of the Thumbsick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Merrick. Wool. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> so today's episode is a backlog-focused episode. Uh, Eric actually came up with this idea last week, and uh, I thought it was a great idea. Because um, we all have fairly large backlogs, am I right? You're right, Dan. And well, we all share your backlog. Yeah, my backlog my backlog is shared amongst everyone and uh you know, it was a good opportunity to to hit the backlog. We didn't none of us did the 4 in February this year because of uh how how busy February was, so it was a good opportunity. We're all better for it. Yeah, I think so. Uh there's no way I would have been able to do it this year unless I picked all Stanley Parable length games. You know I would have said fuck it about a weekend anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so yeah, we each picked a game from our backlog to play to talk about this week. So that'll be our main topic. Uh, teasers. Anyone have anything they want to tease? Did I tease week. my game that I played? No. We'll talk about no, that when we get really. there. It's a surprise. What are we going to ruin at this point? I'll surprise you right now. You're ruining my mood right now, Corey. I Do you know... know the... Do you, does anybody know what game I played? No. I know what yeah. Will played. How do you know? I, I saw you on PlayStation. Mm. Dan, do you know idea. what I played? No, I, I don't. I have an idea what you all played, actually. Oh, I do know you what you played. I do. Uh, I tried to hide it. You can't. You see my my achievements? Yeah. Yeah. You, I, you probably well, I saw you mine played. if you checked. Yeah. Am I the only mystery in this room? I think so. Unless Will saw what you played. God, you're going to be underwhelmed. <laughs> Eric played Minecraft. <laughs> Mine's a little <laughs> underwhelming too, Eric. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you want to tease it, Corey, go ahead. I played Firewatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I also played Whispers of the Old Gods, the new Hearthstone expansion. So you guys, if you just want to get lost for like 30 minutes, I'll handle uh, the Whispers no, I, of the Gods segment. I'm interested. I, I re-downloaded it on my phone. All right, all right. I also have a proposition regarding Hearthstone for all you guys that we'll talk mm. about. Ooh, I like that. Bit. Nice. And also, uh, I'm sure Dan and I are going to talk about Game of Thrones. Yep. We want to, after the episode, talk about Game of Thrones and what happened and all that stuff. So, Wheeler. But that's all the new stuff. Okay. That's it. The only thing I have to talk about is Dark Souls, other than the, the backlog game that I played. I'm sure Corey will want to talk about Dark Souls, too. Also, in a, you know, along Dark with Souls me. Three. Dark Souls Three. Also. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was a little, little confusing. Will, do you have anything you want to tease? I do. I have some Call of Duty news. One is far more interesting than the other, and it ties into a game that's been out for what ten years. Sure, is I don't it know. ten years? I think it's been ten years. About. Um, and then. I'm sorry for people who hate hockey. I'm going to be talking playoff hockey later. Mm-hmm. Mm. But other than that, I, just the game that I played for the main segment. Nice. What about you, Eric? Anything to tease? No, not this week, Dan. Okay. I, didn't play. I bought a new game, but I'm waiting until tomorrow to play it gotcha. um, because uh, my cousin Jared got a PS4. Oh. And uh, we're going to play Alien Nation tomorrow, which mm-hmm. is a new Housemark game. Nice. On PlayStation 4. So. You going to stream it? I guess I could. Depends if I feel like putting clothes on. Mm, doesn't matter. Eh, we're no, not going to gain any viewers. Twitch, requ- little- <laughs> Twitch requires you to wear... Men have to wear shirts. Really? 
Yeah, really? you can't show men can't show nipples. I don't think on the Twitch. So Will couldn't huh. flex his pecs with the without a shirt on while streaming. Is is that like a uh, like? Well, we if if we allow men, then we have to allow women. I think so. I think it's that for that think. reason. So I got a question then. I do too. I'll go second. I'm wearing a cutoff currently, so if a little bit of my nipple pokes out the corner, you're gonna get, get our street. You're gonna get us banned. <laughs> Maybe I'll Dan, I my... have a question too. Yes. So, is it acceptable to not wear pants as long as I have uh, my pantaloons on underneath? So, if I'm just wearing. I mean, Some grungies. yeah, you can wear your grunderwear, but I don't think they can be visible. Maybe like, like if you were right uh-huh. now, not wearing pants, we can only uh-huh. see like from the middle of your chest up. So it wouldn't matter. You know, you might be. In so your you underpants. can't uh, granted bulge is, uh, I don't know what sort I'm looking for. I wouldn't say there's much bulge there, but if I were <laughs> to sit there with bulge, I think I'm not allowed to show it. I think tight pants are frowned upon. It's not no skinny jeans. It's not against the rule, but it's frowned upon, maybe. So it's not a hipster friendly thing. No, I wouldn't think so. Let me uh let me shed some light on this by reading the official rule of <laughs> Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so uh titled Dress Appropriately, uh-huh. Twitch says, Nerds are sexy and you're all magnificent, beautiful creatures, but let's try and keep this about the game, shall we? Wearing no clothing or sexually suggestive clothing, including lingerie swimsuits, pasties, and undergarments will most likely get you suspended, as well as any full nude torsos, which applies to both male and female broadcasters. You may have a great six-pack, Will, but that's better shared on the beach during a two-on-two volleyball game blasting, playing with the boys, Will. If it's unbearably hot where you are and you happen to have your shirt off, gents, or bikini top, ladies, then just crop the webcam to your face. If your lighting is hot, get fluorescent bulbs to reduce the heat. Xbox One, connect, doesn't zoom, move it closer to you, turn it off. There's always a workaround. So basically, wear whatever you want, but uh, don't put it on camera. What are pasties? Well, can you wear pasties next week, please? What are pasties? Excuse me? I don't know. A decorative covering for the nipple worn by a stripper. (laughs) Yeah, it's just for the nipple. Okay. Okay. I'd love for you to wear some nipple pasties. I love how the episode got derailed right off the bat. Too. That's that's yeah, fantastic. Did. That doesn't usually happen. No, it's usually a little later on. It's important yeah. to to note, though, you know, because we're all guys it's... that like to show off our six packs, right? <laughs> this is all informative stuff. I mean, yeah. Uh... Okay. Well, with that with that being said, let's uh, get into the episode. Uh, we'll start with Corey since he already talked about what which uh, which game he played. So, Corey, let's hear what your thoughts on Firewatch are. Uh, so. Just right off the bat, I'm going to go ahead and say that Firewatch, for me, is a joy mm-hmm. of a game. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I'm not surprised. I really liked it quite a bit. And uh, you guys talking about it and everything I've seen about it, I, I wasn't really interested. Yeah. Um, Nor should you have been. Seemed, seemed like a walking simulator. But uh, the the unique part about this one is it's it's sort of like America's romance story. In that, that that idea of like packing it all up to discover America and in doing so find some of yourself. Yeah, and that's like that's something that I've always wanted to do is that idea of just like you know throwing in the towel and going out to leave the it Rockies all behind. Yeah, and, yeah, leaving it all behind and uh, you know 
exploring. It's like it's very. Uh, it's a romantic. Throw. Yeah, romantic Americana type of thing. Exactly. Jack Kerouac on the road. Little Mark Twain. Now we have Santos Campos Firewatch or Santo Campos. Campo Santo. Um, maybe that's that. Maybe that's being a little too generous. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Actually, took uh, an American literature class up to 1890 at my last year of college, and the reason why it ended 1890 was because that's the year that historians consider the closing of the American frontier. Yep. And we read a ton of American literature, poems, novels, all that stuff. And at the end, we had to come up. Uh, our final essay was a common theme we found throughout all of those works that we read. And we had to write about it. Um, so all throughout the semester, I was paying attention, paying attention to every story, trying to find that common thread that tied all this American literature together. And what I came up with is something that fits in to perfectly into Firewatch is the landscape, the geography, the, the land, more or less. Um, so Firewatch takes place in Wyoming outside. Of, it's Shoshone, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, like, the, the land kind of becomes a character in itself. Um, but I'm getting a little too deep. So this character, Henry, is his name. Um, is it a spoiler to talk about the very beginning? No. No. Yeah. The very you can't beginning. Talk about it. Yeah, then you can't talk about it. Plus, it's been out, and it's a short game anyway. Okay, yeah, it's only four hours. Uh, but anyway, th- this game did another thing that Stardew Valley did really good and had that opening framing device that sort of set the stage um, in that you find the... You, they, show, they tell you the origin story of you and your future wife uh, and how you met, and she ends up getting sick with a form of early dementia. And because of that um, and the snowball effect of that, you pack it all up and decide to become a fire watchman which is a dude who, in the late 80s, early 90s, I think it takes place. Yeah, I think it's late 80s, um, if I remember correctly. Before the internet was ubiquitous, you just sit in a tower all day and watch for fires. Uh, which, after playing the game, I said to myself, I'm like, this is exactly what I want to do, is have <laughs> this exact, like, everything that happened in Firewatch, I want it to happen to me. That's I was so into it. Um, Except your wife getting dementia. Well, that I mean, other than that part, yeah. you know, not not the intro part. That would be awful. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the game spoke to me on on so many different levels because I do I, I work at a place where people have dementia and just like I. A lot of times I find myself like just wondering what, what that would be like to like, you know, be that person's significant other or a member of their family or or something like that. Um, so that part of it spoke to me. But uh I felt like I kind of got my experience by playing this game, that that experience that I've always wanted. They do a great job of setting the scene. I actually found out a couple of the developers grew up in Wyoming, rural Wyoming, um, and it, that kind of shows. And they actually took a ton of uh, camping trips to Yellowstone, and they did their research. They modeled all the art and the camping posters after the art of the era. Um... But yeah, I I don't know. I just I really liked Firewatch. Um, I'm not gonna get too into the story. Maybe we should do a spoiler yeah. talk for that at some point. Yeah, we can do that because I know both you guys played it, right? Yeah, we all played it. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, I didn't beat it. Me and Will both beat it. Eric, you got like what half, halfway through, maybe? 
Probably. Okay. I'd listen, I know. I'd sit in on the spoiler cast though, just so I don't have to finish it. <laughs> I know a lot of the the main criticisms were the the length of the game, which I thought was perfect. Yeah. If it had um, been any longer, then again, I didn't pay for it. I played Dan's copy. Right. If it had been any longer, I think it would have been too drawn out. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought I thought it was perfect. And the ending uh, was the other complaint. I thought the ending was just fine. Yeah, I it, was really happy with the ending. It was it was nothing spectacular, but I don't think it was supposed to be. That's the I point. think I think we, it was just supposed to, the story was supposed to kind of fizzle out, you know. Yep, <laughs> I think, and that's exactly it because that's you know that's that's life really. Like the yeah. end, the calm. Nah, it's too much of a spoiler to get into it, but um, the culmination of that game, he, there is sort of a realization at the end. Yeah. Uh, that I thought was perfect. I really did. So I don't agree with the the criticisms of of the game at all. Um, the it's interesting though because the character I feel like I know the least is Henry, the main character. But I thought that voice actor was really good. It's that guy from he was in the office. Uh, that bigger was guy. He? Yeah, he was. Uh, remember when Pam went to art college? It was that yeah. guy that oh. everybody was wondering, like, oh, like, do they have something yeah. going on? Yeah, I know who you're talking That's about right. that guy. I knew Asshole. I recognized it. Yeah. What an I asshole. thought he was going to steal Pam from Jim now that you mention it. Yep, I was excited for that that storyline. That never happened. Uh, but anyway, the character of Delilah, she's like charismatic and funny and sometimes flirtatious, which is entertaining in a video game when you're having this banter back and forth over the walkie-talkie. That was my uh, favorite part of the game was the, the Henry and Delilah banter. Well, what's perfect about it is every time I started getting bored walking from A to B is when she chimed in. It's like, you know, they did enough testing with people playing the game where, like, they, like, asked them, like, where are you getting bored or, you know, and they found the perfect spots to start up that dialogue where you're interacting and actually choosing what you want to say. Or Henry uh, would notice something in the environment that he would ask Delilah about. It was was a little bit of that, too. Exactly. And, uh... They actually, I actually read an interview with the voice actress of that character because I thought she did a really good job. And she said that of all the things she's done in her career, Firewatch was her favorite, hands down. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that shows. But even the, the smaller characters, I'm just going to throw out some names, but like Ned and Brian and uh, what's the other one there? Uh, Julia. The wife. Yeah. You know, I feel like I know more about them than I do this Henry character. But I think that's part of the, the allure of the game, you know, because you are playing that, that character. And it's just kind of like you say what you want to say and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. I just I really liked it. Yeah. I had a had a great time with it. Um, the photos that you take throughout the game have a purpose, sort of. That I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. You can get those uh, actually printed out too. You can, yeah, and get get oh, you can order man. physical copies of the photos you took in Firewatch. That's awesome. I did that nibble bit when the game came out. Yep. I, I didn't. I didn't even. That's awesome. Yeah, that was only a PC feature, I think. Yeah, I think they were trying to figure out how to get it onto the PS4 too. Yeah. I don't know if I they have how to do that. yet. Okay. How do you do that? How do you get those printed? I'm not sure. I think it says at the end of the game. Or just go on the mm-hmm. go on the Firewatch website. I'm sure it'll ex- explain how to do it. Reddit. Yeah, Reddit. I'm with you, Corey. Though I really, I really enjoyed Firewatch. Um, 
I was playing that during all the stress of XCOM 2. Mm. Uh, so it was kind of the perfect antidote to the stress of XCOM 2 because there wasn't a lot of stress in it. There was a little bit, but um, it was you know nice and relaxing. It's to good walk. kind of stress. Yeah, exactly, to walk around in the wilderness and, and be carrying on a conversation with, uh, with Delilah over the walkie-talkie. I really, Absolutely. really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think we definitely do need to do a, a spoiler talk for for that game yeah. because uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff that that what? happens that you can't really talk about because the game's so short, you know, yeah. and it's it would just ruin it. What made you decide to choose Firewatch? Uh, I actually went on Open Critic. I've been watching the Open Critic 2016. It's like their Hall of Fame or something, and they just list the games in order that have the highest reviews. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of them I've played, but Firewatch was one of the ones that I hadn't played. So I'm like, I kind of, I kind of need to play this and one of you guys i think it might have been you dan said that i i should play it yeah uh so so i did and i knew it was short um and coming off of dark souls 3 which i'll get into a little bit later you know i was kind of fed up with video games for a little bit so i just kind of wanted to you know we were talking about it last week how i just want an easy ride like airplane ratchet and clank you know like just an enjoyable fun and it might it could not have it might not have been that you know, I was kind of nervous about that because I was really not interested in it. Yeah. Just based on, on what I had seen of it. But I'm really glad I I played it. Well, Cl- uh, Cliff Blazinski just, just played through it, and he said he played the first, like, whatever, 15 minutes and, and shut it off. Uh, so he, he, pot, he caught both criticism and, uh, and you know, he had some people championing, championing him because of that. But he, he essentially called it a hipster game. Coming from a hipster? Well, then uh, I think it was, was it Jed Whitaker did a, uh, from Destructoid, did a a walking simulator based on, you know, your average bro's life. That's really, (laughs) really funny. (laughs) I bet uh, Cliffy B liked that one a little bit more, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Was that the joke? Was that? It was supposed to, yeah, it was supposed to be Cliffy B's, like, life simulator. (laughs) But he's like a poor Best Buy employee. It's really, really funny. That's cool. I don't remember why what I said about Firewatch. I think I was just bored. I I, I know really I know I I got the impression that you enjoyed it. I know it was having frame rate issues on the PS4 at first, and I got the impression yeah, that's that right, that's why was. that's why you didn't want to keep playing it. Because mm. I remember I liked well. the opening and I liked taking the pictures. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I honestly forgot that game ex- existed. But I just I don't know. I, I I find as an indie game, um, I guess I don't. I, I'm having a hard time fitting it into my like interactive art argument because I think it could exist outside of a video game. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, it's right up there. It, it, I think it just has some some classic scenes like early on when you find the the two girls and the. Yeah. It's just it's cla- it's classic yeah. video game. I don't know. It's great. Uh-huh. Okay. And when you find the thing at the bottom of the cave, yeah, that was a great moment too. There's a lot of great yeah. moments in that game. Yeah. Now that I think back on it, it's really good. Really good. Okay. But anyway, that's Firewatch. Sounds good. Uh, I played something kind of similar, Corey, for my game. Uh, I decided since Game of Thrones is back on the air that I would go back and play the Game of Thrones Telltale game. 
Uh, I thought, hey, that's a great idea. It's perfect timing. And then once I started playing it, I realized it probably wasn't a good pick because there's not a whole lot I can talk about without spoiling it. Mm. Um, so, uh, but I had to take a few notes. So it's a, obviously it's a Telltale game. If you played any Telltale games, you'll know the formula. Um, it's a six-part game uh, surrounding the events of House Forrester, who are loyal bannermen to the Starks of Winterfell. Uh, they are an important family because they hold the largest supply of ironwood, uh, which is used to craft the best shields. And they have the, the best crafters to craft shields, and they ship them all over Westeros. Uh, and the game starts during a certain large event towards the end of Season 3. If you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it kind of starts during that whole mess and, and goes from there. Um, yeah, but it... it, it I I really like it so far. I'm three parts into the six part series. Uh, I'll hopefully finish it over the weekend. Um, But yeah, uh, you know, it's your classic telltale games. Uh, Every decision you make, you feel like is the wrong decision. You know, that, that sort of thing. You don't feel like you could necessarily do any better. Uh, I don't know. Uh, After what I like to do when I'm done with these games is go back and see if any of my decisions had huge weight. A lot of times they don't, but some of them actually will. Uh, change up the the formula a little bit so um a lot of the characters that are in the show are in it uh and voiced by their actual uh actors which is nice i think it would take me out of it a little bit if they looked the same but uh were voice acted by different characters but it makes me excited for season two of the game of thrones uh telltale game i'll definitely be played through the whole thing no halfway oh halfway I could only get uh I started it like early this week. Uh and with, with like playoff hockey and stuff, like I just didn't get the amount of time to play that I wanted. Uh they're about two, two and a half hours per episode, so you gotta figure it's uh, you know, twelve, thirteen, thirteen hour game, maybe. I think uh I sort of found myself with the Telltale games. It it's a little too much to binge play them. Yeah. I think uh the although the the distance between the the release, I think, is way too long. Oh yeah, it's almost like you need you need to play one like every other day or something. Yeah, I've been playing i've I've been playing like one a day for the past yeah. whatever three days, uh, which I think is the right way to play it. I don't know if I would want to necessarily play them back to back because there's not a ton of interaction you do. You know, there's the a couple quick time events and then some choices that you make for for dialogue and stuff, but uh, you know, it's not super interactive. It's on mobile too, which I think I think it's one of those games that would actually work pretty well on mobile. I've never played one of them on mobile, but oh, I, perfect I, for it. I told my wife to try it because I think the first episode is free on Android. So yeah, I told her to get it. It is because that's I, I played the first episode. Oh, okay, I, think I played it on my tablet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so far I'm enjoying. It. I'll report back next week on my final thoughts. Even though I, I won't spoil anything, just because I don't like to spoil things. I don't want to be that guy. But yeah, not a, lot a of good cameos. Uh, yeah, I think so. They, they try and uh, what's shoestring? Is that the right word I'm looking for? Do they try and shoestring some characters in there? Or? It does. I mean, maybe a little bit, but it doesn't. Like it, it, it plays nicely into the events <laughs> of the the greater events of the show and, and 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 show. I guess not 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 necessarily books. Um, but yeah, it's it's okay. Corey, I believe that the word you were looking for was shoehorn. Shoehorn, yeah. Oh. I was thinking the one that immediately came to mind was hamstring. Do they hamstring some characters in there? <laughs> I wish you had said that. Yeah, your characters that you play as are hamstrung. Oh but. boy. 
Is that a spoiler? No, but oh. I mean the situation is is pretty dire, and like I said, you go through it thinking you're just making the wrong decision every time. So, but yeah, enjoying it so far. Unfortunately, I don't have much more to talk about because I don't want to spoil anything. But Where if you're did it into... fit into uh, your tell your opinion of Telltale and their games, I mean, I like if I didn't know anything about Game of Thrones or didn't like Game of Thrones, it wouldn't change my mind. Uh, I'm of the mindset that if you're not into the universe, like I, I played the first Walking Dead, that was my first experience with um, Telltale games. Uh, you know, yeah, th- and that's enough. Like, it's I'm only going to play the ones that I'm invested in. I'll probably play Tales from the Borderlands at some point. I think I, I think I just got that. So that one's supposed to be really good. That's supposed to be one of the best ones. Yeah, but yeah, it's okay. All right, well. What'd you play? So, the game that I attempted to play, I had some issues, was Heavy Rain on the PS4. What issues? Uh, I'll get to that. Hold your horses. Oh, I'm so upset. It's it's not about the game. It's about the port. Mm. Um, So, Heavy Rain is a cinematic psychological thriller game uh, from Quantic, Quantic Dream that follows four different protagonists. Now, I only played, like, about... I tried to play this game three different times. The first two times, the frame rate and lagginess to the game was so bad that I couldn't get through the first, like, five minutes of the game. And I looked it up on the, like, Reddit and everything like that, like, what the issue with it was. And I just couldn't, like, find an answer. Like, some people said restart your PS4. Other people said that it's just a bad port. Like, you have to deal with it and stuff like that. So I restarted my PS4. It didn't work, so I gave it a break on the weekend. And then I started it up on Monday again. I uh, had no luck again. It was still really choppy and laggy. Uh, but just today, around like 5, I started it up again to see how much I could get. And it ended up working and running smoothly. So I got to play around 45 minutes to an hour of it. So I'm not very far, unfortunately. I wanted to have I wanted to have this beat because I decided last week that as soon as we were doing this, that this was the game I was going to play. Because Eric speaks highly of it and so does Corey. So, so far, I have enjoyed it. I like the... The last thing that I saw is when the kid got hit by the car. In the very first, like, in the prologue. I don't even remember any of it, to be honest with you. I just remember that I loved it. Really? Yeah. Okay, so basically what happens is the first, like, prologue uh, scene is... It's just you at home, and you're doing things around the house, getting ready Uh, for your son Jason's birthday party. So you do all of that, and then you like you have dinner, and then it cuts to you in the mall like a few days later or whatever. That's right. Uh, okay. Yeah, and you lose track of him, and your wife's yep. mad at you, so you're trying to find him, and then the the little twerp ran outside for whatever reason, uh, and then he saw yeah, and then he saw you, and some lady nailed him with a car because apparently she couldn't stop. Dead. Will. Yeah. Now you know why I always go. Jason. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. That part when he kept yelling Jason, I was <laughs> laughing because it was kind of funny. I don't think you were supposed to be laughing at that point. Corey ruined it, was, it for you. It was. I well, it was just the way that he was like doing the, the voice acting was just like the funniest thing. And then it cuts to like the next scene is him standing outside in the rain waiting for his son, like all depressed. Then I felt bad. But I can tell that this game's gonna be uh, kind of depressing. It is depressing. 
and I'm I'm really like now that I have like the the issues hopefully straightened out, then they won't like lag and be terrible frame rate. Uh, that I can get through this because this game looks pretty promising, and I like how it follows other characters too, and it all like from what I gather is like it all ties into like one narrative instead of it being like just four different stories. Mm. Did they patch it? Maybe. No, no. So it was running well. All so. of a sudden, it, it was running better. Well, some yeah, people said strange. that the the heavy rain port is like a joke, and we should be offended. And other people said, "No, it's fine. You just got to restart your PlayStation. Hit it with a hammer. Yeah. Jig- well, jiggle when the technology p- acts up. You have to hit it. Jiggle, jiggle the power cord. Just power yeah. cycle. It will. <laughs> power cycle well, the modem. I used- I usually put it in rest mode, and I was doing that. Uh, this time, I like I completely just restarted everything. Uh-huh. So maybe I was the idiot and just didn't didn't get I it to work. I don't think you using rest mode because that's what it was built for makes you an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just have to. I don't know. Who knows? I really wish I got to like beat this though, so I can talk to uh, Corey and Eric more about yeah. what happened. But it's definitely going to be something that I'm playing through in tandem with like some of the other stuff that I've been working on. Okay. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Yeah, if we finish at a decent time tonight, I might play a little bit. I think it took me about 13 hours. That's what I've read, that it's like a 10 to like 12 hour, 13 yeah. hour game. Which is fine. I kind of yeah. like the gameplay. Because a lot of the gameplay is like touch base instead of you like if you're like using the thumbstick to like play something if you do it quickly he does it really quickly and like slams the plate was an mm-hmm. example but like if you do it slowly like he gingerly puts it on there because i got yelled at by my wife for slamming a plate because i didn't know like, yeah i didn't like know like anything how to play it really yeah that's sexist <laughs> eric yeah yeah it is Okay. Why does, me, why does uh, the woman have to be the one yelling at you about the plate? Huh? Why can't it be the kid? I was going to say, the kids aren't going to do you know, it. When they, they don't yeah, care. You're right. The kid didn't care. He was supposed no. to be doing his homework anyway, little shit. Yep. Jason. Jason! <laughs> that it, Will? Yeah, that's it, unfortunately. I wish I had more. Alright. Eric, what do you got for us? Um... I was having a little bit of trouble picking a game. There were a lot that I wanted to choose from, or a lot that I had to choose from, a lot of good ones. Um, but a buddy of mine, Jeff, who I play FIFA with, uh, we've been playing video games together just about every night for the past few months. Um, he suggested that we play the Gears of War Remaster uh, co-op. Mm-hmm. Um so we started that uh, this this week. I think we started it was either Sunday or Monday night. Uh, so as of last night, we beat the first chapter. Uh, and the reason that we're not progressing very quickly is because we're playing on insanity. Oh, oh difficulty, difficult. which is a bitch. Um, it doesn't make the game very fun. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, and if I was playing by myself, I would have already turned the difficulty down. Oh yeah, but I'm not so. It's kind uh, of, Jeff's committed, huh? It, it's nice to Jeff's uh, the host. Yeah, it's nice to play those games and feel a little bit overpowered, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, 
And, and you know the other problem is I could give a flying shit what the story is in this game. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like you're playing a Gears of War game for story either. So I'm not interested in any of that. You're playing it so, to Chainsaw. Yeah, I'm playing it for the, the gore the invaders, yeah. of me chainsawing and just slaying all these monsters, not them doing the opposite to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But uh, it's pretty cool. It looks pretty good for such an old game. I know it's remastered and all that, but it looks better than I expected it to. It's not very colorful, Uh-oh. which is... Oh, yeah. It's gray. It's brown. Kind uh, of a, brown, it's a brown depressing... Shooter. Yeah. <laughs> it's gray. Drab. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that that feeds into the tone of the game, too, I guess. It's kind of a gritty game. Gritty story. Marcus Phoenix is... I guess he's a badass. Uh, some of the lines are just so corny. It's so funny. We've been doing a lot of laughing out loud at the script. <laughs> well, it is one of the first, like, Space Marine games, right? No. One of the early ones. It's not Space Warhammer. Marine. Warhammer. It's Space Marine, Dan. It's Space Marine without them being, being in space. space. <laughs> so uh, it's a Marine it game. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, the big, muscly, huge armor. How's it hold up, Eric? Well, I I think it holds up well. Like I I never played Gears before the first one. Oh, okay. The only one I had ever played is the third one. Um, but I don't I don't play it and feel like oh god this game. You know how sometimes you play a game and you can say like like Uncharted one for instance. When I replayed, well that was my first time playing it. But when I played the update, I said, you know, this isn't very good now, but back then it was probably really good. I don't have that feeling with Gears. It's still pretty good. Yeah, the gameplay was always really tight, and that was one of the things I liked about Gears of War. I don't know if I'd say it's really tight. It's pretty tight. Pretty tight. Uh, Yeah. I feel like uh, some of the cover stuff can get a little clunky. Like, I got caught in a couple corridors Uh um, where I just couldn't get off the walls. Um, And playing on Insanity, that's not a good thing because it only takes a couple hits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it controls really well. I still love the running in it. Yeah. The camera yeah. view when you're running is really cool. I like how it shakes. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm assuming we're going to keep going through that. I think there's five chapters, so we're just going to kind of work our way through it. I told him I'd like to have a beat before my wife moves down, which is May 10th. So uh-huh. that's Boy. the timeline that I'm on. Well, like I said, we play just about every night, and I don't have anything else I'm working through right now, so... That'll be my, my game. But yeah, it's it's fun. Um, I think I'm enjoying it more because I'm playing with somebody. Sure. Obviously, that's usually the case for me anyway. But yeah. Beers and Gears. Beers and Gears. God, if I wasn't such a pussy, I'd drink beers and gears every night. But <laughs> yeah, those days are gone. Yeah. Um, I wanted to have tried the Gears 4 beta. But I keep forgetting to let it install overnight, uh-huh. and I don't want it tying up my internet yeah. while I'm awake, so I haven't played it yet. Okay. I've heard some pretty mixed reviews. I guess people are kind of mad that it uh, it's basically just the same thing, and okay. they didn't change any gameplay or anything like that, but yeah. I can't speak from experience on that. Mm-hmm. Jeff, really, Jeff really liked a couple of the game modes. He tried it. He liked a couple of them. There's like a dodgeball mode or something like that. He said it was really cool. Uh-huh. But, yeah. How would you compare it to the division? Having recently played that, Gears. Yeah. I wouldn't. No. no. The only similarity is that it's 
cover base. Cover system. I think I like the division's cover system more. You could compare okay. those two things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, thought I guess. That was I guess little... that was really my question. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah. I thought the division's cover system was pretty crisp. You know. Yeah. Yours isn't isn't bad by any means. It was mostly just when I got um, caught in that corridor, I got a little bit frustrated. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're out in the open spaces that they have designed for you to be in when you're fighting the enemies, yeah. uh, it's 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 pretty well done. So that, that the weapons are pretty awesome too. Yeah. Well, the chainsaw is. Classic. Oh man! And when you tie, especially on insanity, because it's hard to time it. Um, and if you miss, you're fucked. You're just dead. <laughs> yeah, because you're so when, duck. when you yeah, when you're right in the thick of it and you land one, it's, it's pretty sweet. But yeah, that's that's about it for me, Dan. Okay. Shall we get into nibble bits? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. All right. Uh, I will go first with nibble bits. Uh, for my first one, Valve is going to begin allowing its users to pay for games with Bitcoin. Steam will charge the user Bitcoin uh, in Bitcoins, whatever the current value is according to their local currency. Uh, all this will be done through an external party who is responsible for currency conversion, and Valve will at no time hold or take transfer of Bitcoins. So uh, if you spent years mining Bitcoins, you're rich with... Uh, being able to add games to your Steam library with it. Did you hear about that that guy that forgot that he had bitcoins? No. Did he have a ton of them? He, well, he ha- he got it in the early days of Bitcoin. Yeah. Where at the time, I think the value was like four dollars or sixteen dollars or you know some small amount that could easily be forgotten. And now it's like uh, over a hundred thousand dollars. Nice. Holy crap! <laughs> Why can't cool stuff like that happen to me? Uh, I was pretty close to jumping in on Bitcoin a while back. Oh, investing in Bitcoin? Yeah. There was a I time when, they, when it was like $40 or whatever for the smallest yeah. amount. I don't know, one Bitcoin that I considered. I probably should have in retrospect. but Same. There was a podcast I used to listen to, and the the host like swore by it. And I, he almost had me talked into it. Yeah. Hopefully by that point it would have been too late, and you would have lost money on your investment, you know? Yeah. Don't want to do that. Uh, my next one, Chrono Trigger like JRPG I Am Setsuna will be releasing this summer from Square Enix. Uh, it will be July 19th, and it's coming to the PC and PS4. So definitely one I'm interested oh. in. Will, I know you're interested in that. Oh, yeah. Corey. I thought I tweeted that. No, I tweeted that. Wrong. All right. How All right. dare you try to do No worries. I just... you, yeah, I, I'm interested. You can cover it again if you want. I'll just say it again. Okay. That's all there is to it, to that one, though. Uh, and then my last one, and I think uh, the best news, at least for me, Xenoblade Chronicles, the original, which was released on the Wii, is now available in the Wii U eShop for 20 bucks, which is quite a bit less than the current Amazon, eBay, GameStop used price of $90. So if you're interested in playing the original Xenoblade Chronicles, Wii U eShop. How much? 20 Jeez. Yeah, that'll be a Why buy. Why would they do that? Uh, just cause. I'll that'll be a buy for me, definitely. Cause they're broke. Is that game <laughs> worth anything? Like physical copy? Yeah, they they go for ninety bucks. Yeah. That's what you just said. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, they I've uh, had like half a beer. It was I don't know. it was really hard to find for for a long time. If you didn't get it like right when it came out, is really a really hard game to find. So, um, because uh, GameStop. 
published it actually um in north america at least so they yeah. were they were hard to find used copies but like i said we're going for like 90 bucks anywhere uh so they put it up on the wee wee shop which is nice Corey, whatever happened to your xenoblade uh didn't you lose it or eric which was the one Eric gave away? Smash, Smash. Brothers. Yeah, Smash. And I didn't give it away. I made profit. You <laughs> had my Xenoblade, Will. I don't know what you did with it. I wonder where it is. Yeah. It's not worth anything now. Because you can buy the digital copy for 20 bucks. I don't know. I think there's still room for the uh, physical. physical copy to have some value. Sure. Okay. Uh, so that's it for my noble bits. By the way, still can't believe I did that with you guys' game. Yeah, I can't either. That's why we hate you to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Who could blame you? Go ahead, Will. Uh... What do you got? Who's going? Go ahead, Will. Oh. Uh, so the new Call of Duty is going to be called Infinite Warfare, which is sounds really boring i don't know what you guys oh god those fucking games uh <laughs> i, I the, the last part of the, the one from last year was so bad i hated it so much was that black ops 3 is that what that was yeah yeah oh god when they tried to get all like psychological with it oh fuck me that was just so bad this one is supposed I to be futuristic I... right yeah Shocking. I guess what happened was somebody on Reddit was on the PlayStation 4 trending section and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare popped up. So he screenshotted it and put it on Reddit and it circled around and it looks it's now gone, but uh it's pretty it, I mean it's going to be called Infinite Warfare and it just sounds so boring to me, but <laughs> the it like, took place in outer space. Yeah, it's fu- like I futuristic feel, warfare. I think that's cool. I mean, I guess I it depends what they do with it. Well, I we'll find out at E3, right? Far oh, yeah. future. They're supposed to Titanfall. announce it in April or May. Oh, with a trailer. So that's probably yeah, it's probably gonna be May. They'll, they'll, April's almost they'll done. put it. They'll put a countdown up in May that'll count down to E3 when they oh, announce E3. it. Because countdowns are the new thing, I guess. We should put up a countdown. We should. As a spoof. To uh, announcing uh, Cafe Press t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Our new line of merch. <laughs> Our big reveal. <laughs> big news. <laughs> anyway, the next nibble bit that I have is far more interesting to me, uh, and it's an older game, but the Call of Duty 4 remastered apparently got confirmed with some emojis. Somebody on Twitter just kind of tweeted, if I ever hear the words Call of Duty 4 PS4 remaster, I will literally crap my pants with excitement. And Call of Duty found that tweet and tweeted a poop emoji in some pants. First of all, that's brilliant. I, that is brilliant. That, the best Second way to of all, is that really, things. Does that really confirm it? I think yeah. so. Okay. All right. Yeah. Why? I mean, would they just go out of their way to mess with somebody like that? I don't know. I do that thing where somebody says something and then I animate it with emojis. I Could I you, think you imagine. <laughs> there was a picture too. There was a picture going around as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, I saw I the think, picture. Yeah. I don't remember where, uh, but it was of like Infinite Warfare, and if you get the Legacy Edition, you get 
the remastered Call of Duty 4. As soon as I saw it, I go, well, they're going to get me again this year. Those yeah, years. that really sucks that we're going to buy the next Call of Duty. because of I this. really feel like this was the year, Will. This was the year. After and Black they, Ops 3 just being a pile of shit. And then they went and just remastered one of their best games. Threw in one of my favorite it. games ever remastered. You know what's going to happen. Treyarch's going to do it with World at War, which is my favorite Call of Duty, so I'm going to buy that. Next year. Yeah, next year we'll have to get that one. <laughs> so... We're, We're not going to win this one. <laughs> because they're going to start remastering their old games. Which will be Those more are the only two, though. Ones. Those are the only yeah. two. I, because I got the Call of Duty 4 multiplayer taken from me so cruelly and unfairly. Oh, didn't you? So, so now I can play it again. Do you know how excited I am to play on Overgrown again? Do oh you have any God. idea? <laughs> You know what? The best, the best part is we're going to play this game more than any other game. And I'm going to get... I'm just going to get my ass kicked. My skills on video games have dropped dramatically this past year. Oh, yeah. Mine too. I can't compete online anymore. No. A couple of noobs. You, do, you did well on Overwatch. Uh, I, that's a different type of game, though. Yeah, I don't but think I mean, I can... that's a pretty fast-paced... I don't think I could pick up Call of Duty 4 uh, and hop online and do well. I know I couldn't do what I used to do, which was snipe. There's no way I could pull off what I used to. No, but because, like, the reflexes needed are just so Oh, cool. yeah, I just don't have it anymore. <laughs> I'm 21 and I don't have it anymore. Jeff and I were talking about this because the reason we're playing on Insanity for Gears is um, him and his brother played through it on Gears when it came mm -hmm. out. Uh, on insanity and uh he wanted to do it again and he was he said going into it, he's like i'm interested to see how my um skills as a gamer hold up mm. when we play and as soon as we started he goes i'm certainly not 16 anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep. i hear that yeah time sure certainly has passed with that but uh, oh, the... man, i can't wait to get on overgrown can't the barometer for how good you are as a gamer come from something like Final Fantasy VII? No. The Witness? You know? That's brains. I'll give you the, witness, give you the witness with smartness, yeah. Intelligence. Uh. It doesn't take intelligence to play Call of Duty. All you have, Corey, look no further than logging into Xbox Live and just listening to those people. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's uh... not a drop of intelligence at 9 out of 10 times. I watched a really good Rocket League video the other night where this dude uh, was just playing this other dude in Rocket League. It was one-on-one, -on -one and the, the the one guy was just so pissed, just spewing the most awful things at this poor guy who was just emoting back. On Rocket League? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to kill you. What's your address? You won't give me your address. Of course I'll he won't, you, you fucking idiot. I'll kill you and your parents. Oh, good goal. You can score a goal, but you won't give me your address, you oh big pussy. God. And just like, ugh. On, that's on I thought it was so funny. Were people so love it though? Were people loving it? The video? They probably no. Yeah. They probably thought it was really good trash talk, is what they thought. Yeah, which is really sad. Good smack talk. I think the the enjoyment of the video came from listening to that guy just spew being, this being garbage, an idiot. being an idiot, be, be so upset over Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> he was baiting me. Yeah, he kept baiting me and baiting me, so I strangled. him ended his life. <laughs> uh, 
Now, Eric, how do they ruin this remaster? Well, here's the thing, Will, and Jake in the chat asked if it's going to have online and story mode, which we don't know the answer to. But, I mean, if it doesn't have online, I'm not getting it. Yeah, that would... I loved the story in that one. It was great. But I am not getting it without the online, because that's what I really want to play. Yeah, I think they would best benefit from this in just redoing the game and leaving it just with updated graphics. Yeah. Eh. Absolutely. Nah. Yeah. But... Yeah. Because it'll make a lot of people mad if they, like, put a modern touch on it. No, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think they'll do fine with it. I don't see why they wouldn't. Well, I mean, what's the what's the bellwether for that? All the other uh, shooters have come out with both online and off the single player modes, right? Halo, Gears. Halo, yeah, yeah. Gear. that's true. Yep. Good point. They and I mean, that's to. such a beloved online too. They, you know, how stupid they'd have to be. And I if there's one thing they do too. is they they know how to make money. Those guys. That's so. true. Finally, my last nibble bit is that the EA Sports NHL 17 cover vote has begun. So what they did this year is they, because the World Cup of Hockey is happening, they split up the candidates for the cover by the different teams. So Team Canada is Jamie Benn. Team USA is Joe Pavelski. The Czech Republic is Jacob Voracek. Sweden is Victor Hedman. Russia is Vladimir Tarasenko. Finland is Alexander Barkov. The North American team is Connor McDavid. And Team Europe is Anze Kopitar. Cool. Now, I'm fine with any of them besides Kopitar or Voracek. I don't know how everybody else feels about that, but... What do you have against Uh, Kopitar? Yeah, what's wrong with Kopitar? He's like... I don't like the Kings. Oh. And I don't want Voracek because I already saw a ginger flyer player on the cover in Giroux recently. Why would they put a second-rate flyer player on the cover? Exactly. Yeah, he did not Who have a good it? season. Voracek? Jacob Voracek. Jakub? Jakub. Jakub. Who's the American? Pavelski. The, yeah, Pavelski. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the he was on my cup. fantasy roster. Yeah, I'll pick Pavelski. Yep, I'm with you. Agreed. Sign it and seal it done see my favorite players in the league right now are Tarasenko, Barkov, and McDavid but I don't know I'm not picky I've had enough of this McDavid shit I don't care I followed him since he was in junior whatever but it should be interesting I can't vote because it's like Twitter and Facebook so I can't vote and you're still living in 2002 (laughs) So am I. That's right. Corey, shut up. Both he is. <laughs> I didn't have a cell phone for a while, so I'm even worse. <clears throat> Why don't you get off the case? I don't want a Twitter, all right? <laughs> get off the case. I, I don't want to use hey, the Twitter. Corey, get off the case. I'll just leave this Skype call. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. I'm just trying to watch the game here, and everybody's giving me a hard time. Is there a score in the game? Yeah, well, nothing. Washington. Good. Yep. That's it for me. Okay. Corey, what do you got? I have a number of them. Um, I Am Setsuna will release July 19th in <laughs> North America and Europe on PS4 and PC. Good to know. 
So, Will, you're interested? Dan, are you are you interested? I think I'm in. I think I'm in for that one. All right, good. Good. Uh, the Division has some issues. I thought Nibblebits would be a good time to talk about this because uh, I don't know how much you guys have been paying attention to it, but I've read a few articles and heard a few talks on podcasts about it. But uh, it's a mess. It's a hot mess right now. Uh, so there's this game network consultant who went on the record saying that uh, the real fix for all the problems plaguing the division could require a complete rewrite of the network code. Uh, I guess one of the biggest issues is people are finding exploits. And uh, the, the biggest one of late is the exploit for the quote-unquote raid, which is actually just like a glorified horde mode in the v- division. Uh, that allows you to beat it really easily. And when you beat it, you get really good gear. And then you get that gear and you're, you get a full set of it because you can beat it really easily because you're using these exploits. Uh, and then you're really OP in the dead zone in that you can like kill everybody without any issue. People are also finding ways to up the DPS on their guns uh, to an insane amount. Like one little bullet can kill you. And this network consultant broke it down and said that currently the game is based on what's called a trusted client model, which is exactly what it sounds. It trusts that the client is making sure everything's okay, uh, which is a terrible thing to do for these types of games. And he said that what can work in tandem with that are server checks and the server can check the client to make sure the client is doing everything it's supposed to and that everybody's guns have the right stats and that the players are in the right place and all that stuff Uh, but it can't constantly do that because it would make the game way too laggy so what he said is the game should use what's called a server authoritative uh, network code and that means that the game in its entirety just about exists on the server and he broke it down he said the key idea behind this network model is that the server is the real game what happens on the server is all that counts and the server never trusts what the client says they're doing So the server does not trust where the client says they are. The server does not trust when the client says they fire a bullet or when the client says they hit another player with that bullet. The server does not trust the fire rate of the weapon or the ammo count on the client. The server does not trust what the client says they have in their inventory, and especially not the weapon that the client says is in their hands. So basically the server handles it all. And I guess that's what games like Counter-Strike use, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of model. So I just thought that was really interesting. I don't know, have any of you guys revisited the division after its first couple of weeks no nope i plan apparently on... it's really bad yeah that's what i've heard i've pl- i plan on playing through the single player at some point um yeah i did i dabbled a little bit in the dark zone it was fun but it was nothing to keep me for you know longer i re- really like the game but yeah i had a blast with it for those two weeks and i have literally no interest in going back to it yeah yeah uh, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you guys. People are actually calling for like a full reboot, kind of like Final Fantasy XIV, where they just took the game offline and re redid it. A Realm Reborn came out, and everybody loved it. Yeah. And I I think there are some similarities because uh, the division has some really great ideas, just like Final Fantasy XIV had. That maybe the execution wasn't all there. Uh, and Final Fantasy XIV, like I give them a lot of credit. For, for taking that down and, and spending it was almost a year wasn't it yeah it was a long After they time. took it down then it came back up um but they made all the all the right changes in all the right places and and it's really successful because of it so maybe that is what the division needs i don't know game critic jim sterling 
found a clever workaround for YouTube's content ID system. We were just talking about Jim Sterling uh, a couple weeks ago. I like Jim Sterling. Me yeah. too. So it was a Jimquisition episode he was doing covering Star Fox Zero. And it was kind of weird because he included footage of the game, but also footage from uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, Grand Theft Auto Five, and Beyond Two Souls. And uh, it wasn't until the end where he said why he did that. And what he wanted to do was get the content creators, the copyright holders, to have conflicting claims on his content. So I guess Jim Sterling's thing is that he does no ads. It, every, all his work is through Patreon. That's how he gets paid. He doesn't put ads on anything. And people, you know, join the Patreon because of that. So uh, in putting all these other game footage and songs from other games into this video, he his idea was to let the big guys figure Fight it, it out. out when he could just sit back and enjoy it. <laughs> so what he did was he put, uh, uh, I forget the name of the song by whatever band, but the way it worked out was that there were three uh, copyright claims on his video. Uh, two of them uh, were set to not monetize, and the third one was set to monetize, so they were in conflict with each other. So because of that, that nothing happened, and there were no ads put on his video. So good for Jim Sterling. He yeah, well done. Out. Well done, Because that's sir. a big problem. That's a big problem. Especially anymore. with Nintendo stuff. I almost don't even want to do Nintendo stuff anymore because they're so... Such hard asses about that. Well, what they a lot of times what they do is if it's just one content claim, one copyright claim, they'll let you still host the video, but their ads their ads are on it. That's how our Nintendo stuff is, as long as there's music on it. Which, yeah, if you're playing a game, you know you kind of need the music along with it. You know. Yep. So. So that was his goal was to get it so there were no ads, and he succeeded. So there you go. Uh, something's got to give with this stuff. Yeah. Because people are f- even filing fake content claims. Yeah. And it's it's not pretty. Uh, the little guys have no no say. You know, yep. somebody files a fake content uh, copyright claim, and you're kind of more or less screwed. You can appeal it, but it's just not worth it from what I understand. I don't know. Whatever. Yep. It's a pain. It is. That's why people go to Daily Motion and Vimeo and yep. all that other stuff. Or not Vimeo. What's that other one? There's Doesn't a matter. The rumor mill is hinting that a new version of the Xbox One has been in production since February. This is all, all right. according to a leaked document that was posted on NeoGAF. Uh, the new system weighs less than two pounds, and the current one weighs eight. So that's quite the wow. size difference. Uh, which leads a lot of people to believe that it's probably just a slim version of the Xbox One. Well, the uh, Xbox One does need to slim down a bit. It's huge. Yeah. Yep. So that's good. Uh, the document also alluded to the fact that they were manufacturing at a rate of 400,000 units a week, which, timed for the E3 event, would put them with about 5 million units. So people are speculating that it will be released that, you know, day or week or whatever so we'll see about that um it's really gonna be it's it's shaping up to be a really interesting e3 yeah that's that's for sure fire emblem and animal cross i think so why with all with all the new the new hardware the the i know the nx isn't gonna be at 
Yeah, it got a lot of le- a lot less interesting in my opinion. Yeah, which but is I still, stupid. I still but... think we'll find out more from Nintendo. Yeah. Um, we'll see, but we're gonna find out more about PlayStation. We're gonna. But who cares about better graphics? Honestly, is that interesting? It's. I mean, better graphics isn't interesting, but the whole idea of a, a new piece of hardware it, is interesting. It's more. Yeah, it's more learning about what their next step is than. Yeah. yeah. And the and the messaging behind it. Yeah. yeah. I I don't I give a shit. Um, and then to see whatever Xbox does, and just to see like what, what games. You know, what are we gonna what are we gonna hear about games? I mean, that's always the case, but um, I don't know. They could show Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo could show up to E3 and be like, well, we don't really have anything, and I'd still be riveted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same the way. idea of, of the know. event. I think I'm just grumpy tonight. <laughs> that's okay. We all I have noticed. those days. <laughs> Maybe this will get you less grumpy. Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing are headed to smartphones this fall. Nope. <laughs> so uh, I guess after the success of Mitomo, which is raking in two hundred and sixty thousand dollars a week or something like that, uh, Nintendo had no problem confirming that. I know they committed to five smartphone games by two thousand March of two thousand seventeen. Uh, so this is just two more. They're not direct ports, but mobile optimized spinoffs. Um, the quote is more accessible and connected versions. So. We'll probably see more microtransactions. We'll probably see some sort of uh, social media jank that was included with Mitomo that kind of forced you into using that in order to connect with with friends, which kind of sucks. But uh, it is a they do to Fire Emblem, by the way. Yeah, me too. And I, it's like a first step. You know, it's it's more experimental than anything. So it it'll be it'll be interesting to see because I I want to see that. I want to see the end result of all this be like, well, here's the new whatever on iPhone. Mobile. Like it's in the App Store. Yeah. The new game. There it is. Go go get it. I'm still waiting for Pokemon Go. I saw. That's I watched the only a, one I'm excited about. I watched a, a nine-minute gameplay video of Pokemon Go. How was it? It's okay. It looked like it needed some polish, mm. uh, but the, the concepts were all there and looks interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it, Corey? Uh, yeah, I got a couple more quick ones. Okay. Uh, a handful of people in the UK are playing Uncharted 4 already. Uh, I guess there was a truck hijacking, <laughs> and copies have surfaced for sale, and they are uh, Naughty Dog is working with the authorities to sort that issue out. But also, some retailers uh, had it for sale. Because the original release date was this week, so there was some confusion. Uh, I guess it's been sitting in stores. Not every store, but, you know, some stores. And even Amazon sent out a message saying saying that it would ship uh, that day. And they later corrected themselves, but there was a little bit of confusion. So people have been known to walk into a store and pick up Uncharted 4 because it's on the shelf. So you might want to check your local retailer. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Team Uporn has been banned from the Electronic Sports League. Is that what the ESL stands for? Sure. Probably. Mm. So there's a new ruling that disallows sponsors that are, quote, widely known for pornographic or adult themes and products, end quote. Uh, apparently, they wouldn't, wouldn't even allow them to rebrand with a different name. That's ridiculous. Wow. I guess they just wanted, uh, you know. A different sponsor. If I'm Uporn, I just open up a, a separate division. Call it good. Yeah, open you your know? own league. 
No, open up a, a separate division that can masquerade as the sponsor for... Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Wouldn't be that hard. Hey, maybe YouPorn starts a whole, like, video game streaming site. They got the money for it, and sure. Twitch has enough issues. Yeah. I'd be all right with that. Sure. Watch all our live feeds on youporn.com. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, that sounds great. That would be great. A uh, number of Hearthstone nerfs came in with the release of the Old Gods. I will not bore you guys with them because I know you guys don't really care. Uh, but I, I was care. very Go happy. One by one. I was very happy with all the card nerfs. Well, the first one is Iron Beak Owl. Yeah. Uh, was originally a 2-mana two 2-1, two but they upped it to a 3-mana 2-1. Uh, the Iron Beak Owl silences another minion. So there's that. Big Game Hunter uh, is costing a little bit more, which is good. You kind of got to make a decision whether you want him in your deck before it was kind of a foregone conclusion. Uh, what's the other one? There's a there's a number of them. I can't remember them all off the top of my head, but I, I thought they were all really good. Um, those cards were OP. Knife Juggler was another one, 3-2. Every time you put out a mana, he shoots one damage knife at the enemy. Uh, they nerfed him down to a 2-2, two -two, so... It's a small change, but it's good. It's good stuff. In addition to all the Whispers of the Old God stuff, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's it. Sounds good. What do you got, Eric? Uh, just two things, Dan. Uh, both Nintendo-related. Uh, so as most people are probably aware of now, the um, NX got an official release window of March of 2017. Did they ever say that it was coming out this year, or was that just kind no, of speculation? No, that was rumors based uh, okay. off of their hardware manufacturers. Right. So I will not say it was delayed. It has a release window now of mm -hmm. March 2017. Uh, the thing that was delayed was the new Legend of Zelda game. And they also announced it will simultaneously be released uh, at launch uh, with the NX and Wii U. So that will also be March 2017. Uh-huh. Uh, I've seen a lot of people pissed off about this. I, for one, am not. I'd much rather it came out and worked well Yep. with Polish, as we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw a lot of uh, disgruntled Nintendo fans in the mm -hmm. Nintendo Voice Chat Facebook group, and it was really mm -hmm. annoying. Yeah. Um, the the entitlement of, of people is it's absurd. Yeah. Like, and what are you in such a hurry for? There, How many games are available to play? Too many. Like, Yeah, too fucking many. So just e chill the fuck out for a few months. Even on right? Nintendo, you know? Like, the eShop yeah. e is... Uh, like, Xenoblade Chronicles just came out on the Wii, uh, Wii U eShop. That should occupy you for a little while, you know? Yeah. So I was listening to, uh, listening to Kotaku's split-screen podcast today, and they were kind of harshing on the Wii U quite a bit. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, no good games. No good game. What? Yeah. That was the That's biggest. That's just such bullshit. Uh, a waste of money was really what I, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, reducing their argument to mm. paraphrase, but that was that was who, the thing. Who were the podcasters? <laughs> Schreier. I'm not, and... like, I'm not like calling them out, but I, I just thought it was relevant to the it's, conversation. Uh, uh, Schreier and Kirk Hamilton, right? Yeah, because I, I tend to disagree with them quite a bit on that. I think the Wii U has some fantastic games. Even the even the Mario uh, 3D Mario game, I think, is really underrated for that console. Yeah. Uh, in addition to, you know, your Splatoons and your Mario Makers and, and your Xenoblade and your Mario Kart and your Smash. Uh, I don't know. 
some some really good games of of the generation. Yeah. I would argue the half gen, yeah. the half step generation. Half gen. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Nintendo Nintendo's always right in between, or lately they've been right in between all the generations. Yeah, yeah, uh, they are. They're the half gen console, aren't they? Yep. That's great. They will be again. I, we, I mean. The the Wii U won our most valuable console a couple of years ago, if you do recall. Yeah. Yes, that, indeed. That was the year. Was it the year Mario Kart came out and Smash Brothers came out? I feel like they had one other like really big release Splatoon? that year. No, Splatoon was the next year. That Splatoon came out last year. It was 2014 that it won our, and that's when Mario Kart and Smash, and I don't remember. Feel like there was another big release, but I, I will never remember what it was. But I mean, I put my I put 120 hours into Mario Kart myself. You know, I think I think like 80 into Splatoon. Yeah, so that's a no, lot. I, I just disagree. There's there's there may not be as many games on the Wii U, but no. there are some really really good ones. Yep. You know. Yep. Whatever. New Humble Bundle too is uh, Wii U 3DS Humble Bundle. If you're interested, I forgot to write down what games are on it, but I wasn't that impressed with the games. They're okay. I, like, uh, I wasn't either. The top tier is not, I, I'll get it, but the top tier is not. I think the top tier is like twelve or fifteen. It has Dark Siders two, I think, which I already have on computer, and then the other one was not something I was interested in. All Street Fighter for the 3ds, <laughs> but there's some other stuff on there that I was interested in. So, all right, uh, how was your week, Eric? Uh, not bad, Dan. I don't really have much to talk about. I'm just about done with the Lords of the Sith audiobook. I've got about an hour, hour and a half left. Uh, still really, really in, into that. The narrator is so good, and there's uh, there's actually sound effects in the background. Nice. So, like, during battles and things, you'll hear the lightsaber, you'll hear the, the uh, blasters going off, ships flying around. Um, the narrator's fantastic. Uh, I'm really happy I picked one with a couple characters that I knew before maybe getting into one that I didn't uh, wasn't as familiar with. Um, I think that helped me uh, really get into it and put me on a path to continue uh, listening to the uh, Star Wars audiobooks. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I, I definitely highly, highly recommend it. Nice. I just keep thinking to myself uh, while I'm listening to it, like what what these parts would look like as a movie. Uh, yeah, in a movie. And, yeah, yeah, and you can really, I think it's it lends very well to that. So, would, I'm interested could, to see what the con- the conclusion is. Disney's going to start doing that sort of stuff by what? Oh man, I hope they do. Every year they they're planning on doing a like a spin off, one off type of Star Wars story. I think this yeah. one would be fantastic as a movie. That's what I was going to say. I bet, I bet we'll get one eventually. Yeah. Oh, man, I hope so, because I, I think it would be really good. Um, oh, and I remember last week, I couldn't remember, but the uh, the Twi'lek, the, the things coming off their heads, they're called Leku. 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 I should have known that, too. Uh, <laughs> did you know that the tentacle uh, the Twi'lek head is called uh, Leku? Fuck Shut you, up, Corey. <laughs> Not often you get to do that to Eric. No, it's great. It's I don't great. Tend to nerd out as much. That's why I take advantage. When <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I've that's that's really it, Dan. I don't think I've got too much else. Uh, big soccer weekend here. Um, Leicester City, who almost got relegated last season, can win the Premier League this weekend if they beat Manchester United. 
which Arsenal really needs them to do anyway mm-hmm. for the Champions League qualification. So I'm super excited to watch that game this weekend. It should be awesome. But other than that, not much here. Sounds good. Will, what do you got? Uh, I just want to talk a little, give a little hockey update. Boy, are the playoffs working out pretty nicely for me. People who aren't Kings or Blackhawk fans. Yeah, or Rangers fans. <laughs> yeah, you better throw that in there. I didn't want to because that was Corey. In your opinion, do you think the Rangers should start over and kind of like try and start a rebuild? I don't think they have much of a choice. But you know what they're gonna do, though, right? Yeah, they'll sign uh, a couple more aging vets and uh, yeah. not even make the playoffs. That's why so. I stopped liking the Rangers like fifteen, twenty years, fifteen, sixteen years ago. Because of, that, because of that very well, reason. That when you window's see these, closed. Oh, yeah. And you see teams like the the Florida Panthers that are, like, going in on, you know, analytics and going young and whatnot, and it's working out great for them. And then you look at the Rangers, and they just have, they have nothing. They have the 30th oldest team in the NHL and the 27th best. Um, you mean 30th farm, youngest team. The 30th youngest team, sorry, uh, in so, the yeah, NHL. The <laughs> So the oldest team, and then they have the 27th best farm team. That's yep. awful. It was only a few years ago that it, that was the, it was the complete opposite. Yeah, like when it was the year they went to the cup, right? Might have been, yeah, that they were like one of the youngest. But then they got Boyle, Yandel. It was before they had Boyle and Yandel and the Eric Stahl. And... Oh, everybody aged a lot. God. I, I don't know. It's They're going to do this thing where they keep signing aging players and sneak into the playoffs and get knocked out. I don't the think they will. Round. You don't think I so? Think, no, I think the expectation is that they'll do that because that's what they always did. But don't forget they have a new GM. That's true. Who is it now? I forgot. Jeff Gordon. Gordon, that's right. Oh. I thought you, were, I thought you said Jeff Gordon. So did I. Yeah. I was like, wow, that was a switch. Famous Nash car. <laughs> he must really know his uh, hockey, eh? I think I was thinking about that, Will. I bet that's why Sather, Slather, Sather, Sather, Why is it Slather? Why do Why do I want to say Slather? Slats. That was his nickname. Uh, Sather. <laughs> I think that's why he he retired because he knew what was coming, and he it's like it's hit. He built this. Yeah. Where's... Granted, he's he's always been able to get out of some really bad contracts, uh, like Michael Roosevelt and nobody's, Scott nobody's... Gomez. Nobody's going to take Girardi. <laughs> he was no. terrible in the the games that I watched him. He definitely was, but to be fair, like the year they gave him his contract, he was he good. Was yeah, unreal. lights out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? You you can't let him walk because if you don't pay him that, somebody else would have. Yep. Well, in hindsight, that would have been an all right thing, but <clears throat> well, yeah, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't know. I don't ever blame a GM for going for it like Sather did with uh, the Rangers to win the cup. But as long as they have the, the foresight to realize that they need to rebuild and fix the team, because the only prospects that they really have that are the only prospects that are right, kind of playing right now are Brady uh, Shea and McLarath, which a lot of people don't even really like Dylan McLarath because he's a slow defensive liability. I like him. I like him. I thought he played fine, but 
I just know, like, from what I read, some people don't think he's going to be good. But I think Brady Shea is going to be pretty good. So um, We'll see. He'll get traded. Yeah, uh, they're going to trade him. and As long as they keep – what players did we say we thought they should keep? It was Stepan, Zuccarello, McDonough. I like okay. I like Hay- I like Hayes a lot. I think he Hayes. Shafted. You look like a lost little boy. Yeah, but he's he's also playing on the third and fourth line with Eric Stahl. <laughs> well, Tanner Glass, like players like that. Ah, like, I don't know, man. With. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. But I mean, to go on to other other teams quickly, I do like that in the West. It's all new teams. Yeah, I was going to say, the NHL is probably crapping its pants right now. Cause as New- soon as, like... New York's out. Black- the biggest yep. markets are out. New York's out. Detroit's out. Um, Chicago's out. And Los Angeles are, are... They're all out. So, the NHL is probably not sure what to do with itself. Yeah, because the ratings are really bad right now to begin with. Um, so, because the no Canadian teams, and then, like you said, the biggest American markets are <laughs> are all eliminated. Yeah. I'm sure Gary Batman, who was at the Game 7 in St. Louis, died inside when the Blackhawks <laughs> lost. Yeah. Which, before we get to the Predators, I want to say, when, we, when that game happened, I knew when the Blackhawks hit the double post on that one shot that the Blues were going to win. Oh, yeah, it absolutely. It's kind of like the hockey god saying, yeah. it's your turn, nope. St. Louis. Yeah, and it just mentioned the hockey gods, and then sure as shit, <laughs> they the they see the quote. They intervened, and in there he's like, ah, not so quick. They intervened. <laughs> Did you see the quote from John Taze? No, no. At no point were they worried about the series. They're they're in shock. Yeah, I bet. Oh, go fuck yourself. I thought that was a little <laughs> pompous myself, Eric. Yeah, a little bit. What, oh, you think it was a little bit? Yeah. Fucking dickhead. That's why I like. There's only uh, one guy on that team worth a shit. Tanner? He's from Buffalo, New York. I would, say, I would say it's John Taves, but okay. Nah, fuck that. John Taves don't know how to party like Patty Kane does. <laughs> Here's the the one thing from the Blackhawks that I really liked was Quenville because when he was doing the handshake line at the end, he was saying "Win the cup" to the, all the Blues players, which I kind of like that. That's cool. But apparently, what else? Jonathan, yeah, what a good thing to John, say. Jonathan Taves was being pompous about it. He don't drink Budweiser and party with thick women. Fuck him. By the way, the Kings and Blackhawks aren't dynasties. I want to say that. What is it? What makes a dynasty? Is it three? It's three in a row, not three in six years. Oh yeah, it's ah. three in a row for sure. It's no. a modern dynasty. No. Well, modern dynasties are are uh, poor man's dynasty. Yeah. What are well, we? Are we lowering the standards for dynasties so we can include new teams to it make ourselves feel better? Well. Yeah, yeah, because there's way. a salary cap, and the CBA is way different than it used to be. Dynasty doesn't more, matter. You don't change the definition to dynasty. More, more parity. Gonna have Are to we gonna agree to disagree on that one? Do we disrespect the teams like the Oilers and Islanders that did it? Where it brings up a good point. I'm not disrespecting them. I, I think they deserve is. all the respect in the world. How is that? How am I disrespecting them by saying that? No, I'm saying that including the Hawks and Kings and that who did not do what they did. I think it's very. Impre- I think it's very impressive to win three cups. Oh, in, in six, six years. years. Very impressive. It's great. It's not dynasty worthy. It's as close as it's as close as we'll probably ever get again. That's fine. <laughs> I, I say we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this one because I don't think we're gonna find common ground. Let's get no, into it. Let's let's mix it up a little bit. I'm just kidding. Let's move on. I was gonna. 
I don't know. I'm very in the the mindset of that they aren't dynasties. They are great teams, but they aren't dynasties. But anyway, Dan, I was going to say, uh, I almost threw up watching that Predators game last night because, holy good God, did Nashville get it taken to them in the second and third period. Yeah, they did. They uh, <laughs> they held on for dear life, that's for sure. Uh, Pecorine bailed them on multiple occasions. But yeah, I was, They played real well the first period. I was shaking but... like a leaf for most of the third period. I get so and nervous. Not to men- yeah, and not to mention that a lot of the penalties that were on Nashville were like pretty weak calls. Yeah, I just felt like for the playoffs and in how rough of a series it was, some of the calls were a little tic tacky. Like um, Neil's elbow, like are yeah. you kidding me? That was not even an elbow. That was a terrible call. Um, but I like when the Ducks scored on the power play at the beginning of the third period. I was like, oh, this is over. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna steamroll us for the rest of the period because that's usually how things go for us. But we held on. Nothing advanced. was better than seeing a dejected Ryan Kessler, Corey Perry, Ryan Getzlaff, Ken Bieksa. I will say, uh, I will throw Corey Perry under the bus a little bit here and say, for his size, he is awfully soft. Oh, awfully yeah, absolutely. Soft. That's why a lot of people don't like him. He got crushed by guys that were half his size. Crushed. And he's, he's the first one to talk smack out there, too. Yeah. No, he's... He's made out of glass. Getzloff is tough. He's really tough, but Corey yeah. Perry is just a big softy. To be honest, like I think Anaheim is quietly the only reason why nobody talks about them is because they've won nothing. But they're very quietly like my most disliked team. Yeah, because they're such like David Perron laying on top of Rene last night, and like Weber trying to get him off, and like then Weber gets a penalty too. Yeah, like are you kidding me? I was actually surprised that was offsetting. I'm surprised that wasn't a penalty on just Weber because that's yeah, how the night actually, was going. That's what I thought. I was like, wow, Weber's going to be in the box, and that's their best defenseman. Yeah. But, I don't know, but it's good to see all these new teams. I felt bad for players on the Ducks like Silverberg and Hampus Lindholm because I do like them, but it's just the other half of the team I dislike. So. Do you see when, when Silverberg, Silverberg was lined up with uh, Forsberg? Who's the Berg on Forsberg? Forsberg. Forsberg. That was great, and they were shoving each other back and forth, and yeah. Pierre ch- chirped in with the, uh, oh, they used to play against each other in like yeah. some Swedish. Yeah, they were Swedish. Thing I'd never heard of. Swedish elite I'm league like, rivals. This is what makes hockey so awesome. That was like such a good moment. Yeah, yeah. And watching that Arvidsson, like, what's his deal? He was all. I've never seen. I, granted, I only watched him a couple plays that I paid attention, but he was going full speed oh, yeah. the entire time. Him and Salamaki are, I think, the reason why we were in the postseason. Because every time they get on the ice, they're like little lightning bolts. They're everywhere. Um, yeah. When when they got sent down, or I think Arvidsson was hurt and Salamaki got sent down during the season, that's when we had our, our big slump. And once we got those guys back and into the lineup. Because they're third and it's, fourth liners. So, you know, to have guys to watch. Yeah, have guys like that on your third and fourth line. Craig Smith is another one uh, who I think is, is an underrated player. And... Uh, when he missed the two games is two two of our biggest losses against Anaheim. He creates mismatches and stuff. And he's so good on the forecheck and he's so fast, like not having him in the lineup it was was hurting us big time. That's how Jed Ortmeyer used to play for the Rangers. Yeah. Jed possessed. Yep. It is a great hockey name. I don't name. know enough about hockey. Like the strategies of it. Yeah. You know? Like how teams play, I just kind of sit there and I'm like, yeah, these guys are just going fast back and forth. 
<laughs> it's like it's to to watch the players that don't have the puck. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I told my wife because she's she's the same way. Like she doesn't have the the technical understanding and stra- strategic understanding. But I told her one thing to watch for is when a defenseman pinches in to see the forwards coming back and covering the point. That's what that's like how I first started getting into the more strategic aspects of hockey is just watching for that. Because yeah. Nashville's really good at that because their defensemen pinch all the time. So when you say so, pinch. That's when they the defensemen will... Grab each s- other with their fingers and yep. squeeze really hard. <laughs> squeeze each other's buttocks. <laughs> so that, you can make the other one cry first? <laughs> that's when like the play is along the boards and the like the, the defensemen will skate in and try and like break up the play or or turn the puck over to, to keep the play in the zone. Yeah. And the forward or the wingers usually okay. rotate back out and cover the point. So if the puck is chipped past the defenseman, so it's, it's like not... Rocket League. A little bit, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's, that's exactly how I play Rocket League. Yeah. 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 I go to the point and try to keep the ball in the zone. Now, Dan. Ter- terrible at it. But... I wanted to say Nashville doesn't get a ton of respect from people. Like, everybody's picking the Sharks to win. But if you look at the Nashville roster, they have pretty much everything to win a cup. They have a great top six. They have the best defensive core in the league. And if Rene plays, like, he can play. Yeah. There's no reason that they can't go to the cup. Uh, San Jose is going to be a tough matchup. I think they have a lot more weapons than the Ducks did. Like I said, Corey Don't Perry. Take penalties. They can't take – Nashville can't take penalties, and they also have to score on the power play if they want to yep. win the series because they were one for, like, 28 on the power play in the series. So. And I re- – I found out why, because I watched a few of the games, and especially last night I watched the full game, but Anaheim has the top penalty kill in yep. the league. Yep, top penalty kill, top so, power play. Because, like, it was in the third period where Nashville, granted they wanted to kill time when they had the power play, <laughs> yeah. but, like, they weren't even in the zone yep. for most of it. No, their power play was so, terrible. So, like, I mean, maybe they'll have more luck against San Jose, which I don't. they're definitely not as strong on the penalty kill as uh, Anaheim. But, I mean... It's a, honestly, it's a toss-up unless you're the New York Rangers, right? Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. They start tomorrow night at uh, ten thirty against in in San Jose. So, I wanted to ask we'll you who are your picks to come out of the East and West, and Eric. And I wanted to ask Corey, but he took off. Caps uh, and Sharks. Uh, that uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say Sharks and, and and Capitals. I think the Capitals are going to be tough to beat. Rooting for Preds and Isles. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with who I want, and I want Islanders, and I want either the Preds or whoever comes out of St. Louis, Dallas, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, but be, be fun to watch. Yeah, this playoffs, as I said, really exciting. I just wish the Panthers won, because I only missed on two series. I missed on the Rangers and Panthers ones. Mm-hmm. Ah, here's Corey. Yeah, he's back. on the phone. Never he's, mind. You can move on from me. He's on the telly. Okay, I'll go next. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the, I, the only thing I had going was I wanted to talk briefly about the Predators, but we already did that. Uh, and then uh, Game of Thrones, which me and Corey I think we'll talk, be talking about after the end credits. We'll we'll talk about what happened in the episode, but uh, it's nice to have that back. I, however, hate having to wait a week between episodes. We really awful, are right? very spoiled in being able to like watch everything all at once and binge on a TV show. God, I hate waiting. It sucks. Yeah, I. That's why I hate like I wait until like the season's done. Yeah. I yeah, I can't do that for Game like, of Thrones with, with anything. 
I can't wait. Sup? I wanted to rewatch the episode before we recorded this, but because my kids for the first like twenty minutes or twenty five minutes of it were giving us a hard time about bedtime, so I kind of missed a few things. But what can you do? What I miss? Nothing. I'm just talking about Game of Thrones. Uh, I did want to say before I was rudely interrupted by a phone call that uh, I'm going to be very conflicted in this Nashville Sharky series, Dan. Series, Dan. Because I really like the Sharkies. I like the Sharks, too. I like a lot of their players. Oh, we just did predictions, Corey. We'd like yours now. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've never... the For for me, the like watching the Predators is kind of like watching the Rangers. Like I've never been able... Other than goaltending, I've never been able to see where they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Who? This, this year of all years, Corey, I would have to say you're wrong. Yeah, in the past, well, I, I would say I okay. Mean, to, be, to be honest, I haven't really watched too yeah. many. I watched a little bit of uh, the third period of last night's game, uh, and then fell asleep. So you you saw a bad game. They okay. they I mean they played defense the whole game after they scored two goals, which Gostad had the game winner by the way, Eric. Yeah. Uh Dan, I saw that. Okay, it was a tip in shot from the point. It was great. When I woke up this morning, the first thing I did was reach for my phone to see the score of the game. Yep. The the way I worded it, Corey, is Nashville has probably the best defensive core in the league, and then their top six is just as good as anybody. Okay. Yeah, I mean... you got Johansson, Neal, uh, Yarncroft, Forsberg, Smith, Ribeiro. Yeah, they're, they honestly got most of their offense from uh, their defensemen, which is no surprise, but uh, they're like third liners. Their third line was the best line in the series they did not get much production at all from the first first line specifically but also the second line yeah yeah colin wilson yeah colin wilson uh wilson arvidson and fisher was the third line mm-hmm. solid and then eckholm had two goals weber had a he's, goal he's really good eckholm and ellis too yeah underrated hmm? go ahead Corey. Will Blues versus Sharks? You're going Blues, right? Um, to be honest, I'm rooting Stars. Probably. Stars. Oh, I forgot be- about Lindy. <laughs> only yeah. this is the only reason I'm not going to be mad if St. Louis advances at all because my one of my best friends is a huge Blues fan. But uh, like with the NHL being such a copycat league, if Dallas advances, I a lot more teams will like copy the more offensive style. You know what I mean? Everybody follows the Kings method. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah. That's just a thought. I'd, I'd like to see the stars do well because I kind of like Ben and say again. Yep. Clean Spezza. Spezza. Come on, man. How was your week, Corey? Good. Uh, do you want to talk about Game of Thrones at all or nay? We'll wait till after. I mean, just maybe give a quick thought. Uh, no such thing as a quick thought on Game of Thrones. Um, nothing happened. You and I kind of agreed on that. Yeah. It was a set the table episode. Yeah. Uh, more so than in past seasons than I remember, though. Yeah. Maybe that's just, you know, whatever. Um, otherwise, this week, I should say we're having another great month of downloads. Oh, yeah. Uh, by a lot, uh, we set a record. By far. For downloads, uh, by a lot, a uh, whole lot by like a lot <laughs> yeah 
Corey, I have some beef with you right now. Why? The limiting the time we talk on hockey. <laughs> Uh, we could talk about that somewhere else. So, let's talk about that okay. offline. Okay, because I'm very vehemently against that time limit. Okay. Um, so there's that. Uh, I also wanted to talk to you guys about, and I was talking about doing a Rocket League tournament in the chat, but I thought it'd be fun to do a Hearthstone tournament. Oh, God. Um, That's what for, your proposal was? For you guys, not for me. Well, set that. like set like parameters like only basic and classic car. It'd be it'd be a fun thing to do like semi competitive. We could hang out and do it. We could stream it, make some content out of it. Content, yeah. Uh, everybody would be on a level playing field. I'm fine with that. I think I'm too grumpy to even to consider that tonight, Corey. Well, you're the one that said you wanted to get back into it. Eric's in a bad on my own terms, not a tournament <laughs> setting. That's too much pressure. It's no pressure. Nobody cares. I don't like to lose. So don't lose, win, get better, yeah. or uninstall. Get good. I, I can't. I can't get good at any video games anymore. It's depressing. That's why I'm so grumpy. <laughs> I was playing Rocket League when I got home, and I got my ass kicked again. Oh my god, that's it's like it's like coffee when you have anxiety. Like video games when you're having a bad day is just awful. Depends on the. Well, that's the thing. I had a shitty day at De- work today, and Rocket League yeah. it could have gone one of two ways for yeah. me, and it didn't go my way. I was gonna say it depends on the game. And and the circumstances, like you said, Rocket League could have been a really good thing for you. I'm, yeah, assu- I'm assuming you were not problem. successful. No, absolutely not. I'll do your Hearthstone tournament, Corey. Of course, I'll do it. I'm in. Yeah, we could, uh, and listeners too. You know, we could just make it like an amateur tournament and and set the parameters. So there's a word for it, like pod pod wink or something like that. I didn't know Which you is... could do this. Like, um, just play against a certain person. Yeah, they got to be on your friends list, but. Uh, yeah, you can just challenge each other and, and do that. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, ba- only basic and classic cards. Um, yeah, because I don't have any of the expansions. I just have right. the standard. Nope. So that would that would even the playing field a little bit. And I could, you know, I could stream it and, and talk about what's going on a little bit. And we could all be on You're Skype gonna together. You're going to shoutcast? I'll shoutcast. <laughs> yeah, now I'm in. Now I'm interested. Praise Yogg! <laughs> Did you guys watch the Praise Yog video? No, that was ah, crazy. Damn. It was crazy. It's great. It's it made oh my god! I had a huge smile on my face the whole time. But anyway, uh, that uh, just a heads up alert: Giants around the clock. Just so you all know, they're gonna draft someone I've never heard of. Guaranteed. <laughs> Will might know. Will watches a little college. Yeah. To be honest, I was a really bad college fan this year. I don't know very much. I had a lot of college football on, but I didn't, like, retain any names, you know, because I'll put it on on Saturdays and watch it all day Yeah, on and off. Yeah. Anything else, Corey? Um... Nope. Nope. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, uh, potty break most likely, and then we'll be back with what we played and feedback in just a moment. Dan, it's cute when you say potty. Potty. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 249 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in what we played. Um, Corey, I'm going to start with you. 
because you have big Hearthstone stuff to talk about, and we also have to talk about Dark Souls. So, what do you want to start with first? Let's start with Dark Souls. Okay. I got to warm up for the Hearthstone chat. All right. I beat Dark Souls. Hey, well done. Congrats. Did you beat it, Dan? No, I did not. Oh, well, all right. Um, I actually saw an article the other day, like, you'll only get one first time with Dark Souls. Saw that. Uh, which which was my point uh, last week when we talked about it. You did say just that, didn't you? So, something very similar. Like, I compared it to eating pizza for the first time. <laughs> That's right. And I think, you know, that's, like, where my thoughts on Dark Souls 3 begin and end. Mm-hmm. Like, it still has all the makings of a great Souls game, and it is, it's great. But it it's missing that first impression of a Souls game. That is a very unique thing that you'll never get back. Um, it's still a fantastic game, and I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. I did get a little frustrated, though. Uh, the ending three or four bosses were pretty difficult. Uh, the final boss only took me, like, three tries, but then again, I had three other people helping me. So, it is what it is. And then I immediately started New Game Plus, um, which is cruising through everything. I guess the step up in difficulty is much smaller in Dark Souls 3's New Game Plus than it is in the other souls games uh-huh. and that was pretty noticeable and i actually deleted the game because i don't know i want to get back to it and, and play through new game plus but uh, i don't know when that's gonna be i knew if it wasn't on my computer i could i would be more likely to play something else that i haven't already played through yeah uh, so that's that's where i'm at with with dark souls 3 i think i mean the pvp stuff was really awesome but i had a ton of issues with lag yeah there is a lot of lag and I don't think it's my internet because, no. you know, my internet is pretty good most of the time for other things like streaming this podcast. Stable uh, at the very least. Very stable. Yeah. But it's like there'd be times where you'd swing and it wouldn't register the damage when you're playing with other people it wouldn't register the damage for a while. Yeah. And the other times where you could go up to an enemy if you're in somebody else's world and just swing at it and it would just stand there. Yeah. It wouldn't fight back at all or block or dodge. And you'd eventually just kill it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it couldn't detect you because your latency was so high relative to the the person's uh, world that you're playing in. So I don't know. Maybe clean that that online stuff up a little bit. Uh, that's what I had most fun with in Dark Souls Three. I don't know. I'm having a hard time forming a, a solid opinion on Dark Souls Three. I, I feel like I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But at the same time, I have all these reservations about my experience with it. Sure. Sounds like you hate it. <sighs> I didn't hate. I don't know. Love, hate. Yeah. And I it honestly. It's mostly like love to me, Corey. You just, like you said, you, it, it was at its best the first time you played it. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah, that was what I was just going to say is, is that. And um, that's kind of where my, my thoughts begin and end. Well, we should, uh, before I talk about Dark Souls 3, we should try and plan out our dark souls one playthrough yeah i still want to do that that. because i i would like to conquer dark souls one in my lifetime because i got two and i'm well on my way to conquering three um you know but yeah i'm still really enjoying dark souls three i would be playing it still if it wasn't doing the the game of thrones thing 
Uh, I got on and played a little bit after we got done with last week's podcast and, and once again made good progress. Uh, I fought off an invader, which was awesome. Because, you know, you you're, you get invaded and they come strolling up to you all cocky. Uh, and it yeah. was like it was like a probably a five minute duel of us just going back and forth. And finally, I caught him. Uh, he, he was blocking one of my attacks and it was the one where you knock their shield down and then you do the front stab. It was one of those. And man, was that satisfying. Um, and then you nice. do you do a little jig as they're as they're dying, you know. Oh, you have to emo. <laughs> yeah, it was his fault. He he invaded me, the jerk. Um, but Corey, you talked about the how the dancer. Yes. Uh, as as one of the more difficult bosses, uh, so I went in the first time uh, against the dancer and was doing really well. But then he caught me and did the catch kill where he picks you up and does he slam oh, you yeah. on the ground or something? That was uh, a one hit one kill for me. Yep. That was I don't know about the, your yep but. same same with me uh, one hit one kill I was probably I probably had him down three quarters health uh, all by myself uh, so I was like oh this guy's not gonna be too bad I'll you know I'll summon a couple people and I've tried him four or five times we just get destroyed every time I don't know why the first time I went I think I'm too nervous now uh, because of how weird he moves or she uh-huh. moves um, it's a that's a hard boss no doubt. Well, and that's why I, I had left actually off. read uh, in doing my research when I couldn't beat him or her, um, it's easier solo. Oh, really? But I was like, uh, uh-uh, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not messing around with that. I don't have the patience for that. Uh, but I did follow some some of the advice in the wiki for that, which was, you know, equip weapons with bleed, and that's yep. when I started leveling up my twin daggers and put the bleed gem on them, mm-hmm. um, which did more damage, but I still needed help to do it. Yeah. But there's yeah that one was just awful, uh, and then there's another one after that that's just awful, uh-huh. and then another one that's kind of <laughs> awful, yeah. And then the last one's pretty easy. But so how close am I to the end now? At the, now that I'm at the dancer, you're pretty close. You're you're in the uh, three quarters the final final stages. Well, see, I beat was it that one that I beat, and then realized I had missed. There's a few side bosses that you can completely gloss over. No, it was one of the the main ones that I had just totally missed. I had to go back and get. Really? Or maybe maybe no, maybe that was right before that that okay. I had to do that. Yam, the giant. Oh yeah. Um, he was pretty I missed easy him the first time around. You did? Yep. Okay, he was pretty easy once. Like I, if I had gone into that not not reading the notes that people left out for me, there's no way I would have beaten him. But if you read the notes again they can be useful or not. And in this case, they were very useful on what, yeah. to, what to do on him, with him. He was pretty easy. It's the shackles, right? Huh? Is that the right boss? The one with the shackles? No, he's the one where the, with the sword that you get, the special sword, special sword. Yeah. That's by his throne. Are we talking about the same boss here? Yorm. Yam. Yeah. Yorm. With all the pillars that he knocks down. On the roof? No. No, that's a dragon slayer. No. I don't know, Dan. (laughs) No, I just don't remember. Okay. Yeah. No, he's the one that there's a special sword that you go get that helps you kill him. You could not. Corey went and got this sword. 
What's been your favorite boss so far? Um, coolest boss. Coolest boss. Uh, that armored. It was at the beginning. That armored like it looks like an armadillo almost. It was one of the. It was like the second <laughs> the second boss that you fight, and he's like metallic. He's on all fours. That's been oh, my favorite yeah, one so okay. far. Yeah, just I just thought yep. it looked cool. I know what you're talking about mine's the Deacons. Yeah, that was pretty neat. That was awesome. That was pretty neat because it was like how many enemies did you end up fighting in that one? You know, it was a lot. Oh my god! Before I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. What you? What exactly you were supposed to do? Oh jeez, I tr- I pr- I probably tried it like I think I beat it on like my fourth try or something like that. But did, uh, the did... three tries before that, I realized in retrospect how bad I felt for the guys that were trying to help me because yeah. they probably knew what to do, yeah. and I'm just doing not that and just getting killed. Mm-hmm. They're probably just like, man, because <laughs> yeah. nobody uses the voice chat. I didn't even know there was voice chat. Oh yeah, hmm. I've never used it either. Um, yeah, it, it's funny too. Cause like you can tell when someone doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, if you like have fought a boss a few times and you know what you're doing and you know what you're supposed to do uh, and you get someone that just goes in there and starts wailing away, you're like, Oh great. This is not going to go well. But, Normally that's me. Okay. Yeah. The, and I try to, I don't know if you do this Corey, but when you summon help, I try to find someone that I think based just on what their character looks like, seems like they know what they're doing. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of times mages uh-huh. kind of know what they're doing because uh, that's not an easy thing to play. Uh, so I, I assume that they, uh, ha- you know, kind of know what they're doing. And generally they, they are, are usually pretty good players. So It's the ones with the heavy armor, shield, and sword that you don't want to summon. Yeah, cause that's because that's kind of probably a, don't. That's a standard yeah. build. That's a rookie. That's a rookie build. Yep. So that's that's another fun fun thing I found when I summoned my help in the game. I sort of gave up on armor towards the end. Yeah. No shield. Well, yeah, because you, you like at that point if you get hit, it's taken down most of your health. So yep. you just want to not get hit. Yeah. Have a good roll. That's what I have I, been going rolling e- with. Equip that ring that gives you the uh, the bonus mm-hmm. the invincibility on your roll. Yep, that's what I have at too. the cost of defense. Yeah, I think it. More than makes up for it sure. in the role. Because you, you don't want to get hit. Yeah. Unless... You just avoid being hit. You don't even need to worry about armor at all. Yep. You know? Just just don't get hit. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's my thoughts of Dark Souls. I'm still still really liking it. Yeah. I'll have I it beaten. I don't know that I want to play another one, though. I want something different. <laughs> well, that's... I mean, we talked a little bit about that, but... That's why they're the last one, right? supposedly not making another one. Yeah. They're going to make Bloodborne 2. I would love to see Bloodborne too. They did. Uh, I know. I, I kind of knocked the uh, Kotaku's split screen opinion on the Wii U, but they did bring up an interesting gameplay idea: uh, a Zelda game that plays like Dark Souls. Yeah, we've talked about that before. I've That'd said be that awesome. on this very podcast. Really? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they they've copied me. It's a good timestamp. We'll we could the comparison video. I think uh, athletes talked about this two <laughs> years ago. I think it was Idaho Jake who said game mashups we'd like to see, and I talked about Legend of Zelda and Dark That's Souls. That's right. Yep, Dan's yeah. absolutely right. It wasn't my original idea. I will say that. I think I read it from uh, like an Eric Kane post on Forbes. So I'll give him the credit. <laughs> 
I'm not going to take well, take credit for something goes, I didn't Corey, say. Dan ruined it. <laughs> typical. I can't take false credit. Very <laughs> typical of you. Uh, I don't know. That's all I have to say about Dark Souls yeah. 3. Do you have anything else? No. Man? Let's get into Hearthstone. Let's get into Hearthstone. The old gods launched. Uh, I have the the at least from what I can tell the proud honor of being the very first to upload a card opening video to YouTube. Really? I searched like crazy and I could not find. I, there was somebody that was doing it live on mm-hmm. YouTube um, by the time mine was uploaded, but I could not find another one that was uploaded. Nice. It actually worked out because that day I worked the night shift. 3 to 11 um, is my I work Tuesday and Thursday 3 to 11 once every 3 weeks uh, just happened to land on that day servers went live at about 140ish uh, Eastern and uh, it was real slow real real bad people were getting dropped uh, I was able to get in I bought 30 card 31 card packs because that's how many coins I had and uh bought them all and then started streaming and opened them and they gave me bonus card packs just for signing in uh, old gods card packs so I ended up with 34 total I think but I did my video it was I think 8 minutes long or something like that and uh, I had to go to work so I was like alright just had to run through this really quick uh, and then I just uploaded it to YouTube and I'm pretty sure it was one of the first ones on there but what does that get you? Nothing. 20, 28 Nothing. views <laughs> Yep As of earlier today hey Corey, <laughs> so, you get a b for beffert okay yeah i was thinking like oh, this is gonna be good i'm gonna get this up right away um everything went smoothly you know the twitch export worked well and all that stuff which so. it doesn't always no it doesn't sometimes fu- you gotta try a few times i but, fought with that uh, all last week and into this week yeah it worked <laughs> well and, and i got it up there and I actually got uh two two legendaries in the the card opening which was nice uh, out of 34 packs that's that's decent but, uh, yeah, man, uh, Whispers of the Old Gods is really strange because uh, what they did is is they magic the gathering it. Uh, they took Hearthstone and limited the amount of card expansions um, and, and cards available in the standard format of play. So now it's limited to the uh, basic and classic cards always will be up in, in standard and the most recent two years of expansions. So that eliminated the Naxxramas, that eliminated Goblins vs. Gnomes. Um, what was the one after that? I think those are the only two that were eliminated. That probably but helps them also... control things a little bit, though, right? I mean, that's why they do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the power creep, I guess, is is the phrase for that. It's like, you know, each time they release an expansion, they want to put in a card or two or whatever that are a little bit better right. than all the other ones before it and then you get to that point where you know cards just keep getting better and better and better uh, and that's what they were trying to avoid so they definitely rein things in a little bit with this expansion um, I'm still not sure of all the cards uh, that are out there it was like 140 new cards or something like that Wow, uh, a ton but uh, what was nice about it was um, because they changed the formats, there's also a wild format. There's standard and wild. Uh, standard is basic and classic, and like I said, the the most recent two years of expansions, and then wild, which is just anything goes. So um, when I logged in, all my decks were invalid for standard. 
So when I went to make a new deck, they actually gave me deck templates. Um, and my favorite class to play is Warlock. And one of the templates they gave me was called Ancient Hordes. Um, and it took all the cards that I had after my unpacking and everything and enlisted, I think, three decks um, that I could make just based on their internal testing and stuff. And one of them was this Ancient Hordes deck, which is a Zoo Warlock deck, which means it's just a ton of minions, a ton of low-cost minions that you just flood the board with. Mm -hmm. And I had, like, 28 of the 30... Uh, required cards for that deck so i just slotted in a couple other ones that i had that i thought would work pretty well in it uh and it did me did me pretty well i got to like rank 16 with it uh, pretty quickly but uh people are are playing uh the aggro shaman deck which once everything went to standard didn't really lose any cards um and is still really effective so everybody was playing this older deck that was you know all the kinks had been worked out of it and everything um, and so those people were all really successful while all these people that were trying new Whispers of the Old Gods decks that aren't entirely fleshed out um, kind of fell behind a little bit. Hmm. So there's that. But the big thing uh, the big thing with Whispers of the Old Gods is this legendary card called Cthune, which has all these other cards that more or less level it up. So your Cthune card exists in your deck or in your hand, doesn't matter. Um, and there's cards that buff that card in your hand. So you can play a card that has, like, Taunt, and it says whenever this card takes damage, give your Cthune plus one plus one. So whether your Cthune's in your deck or in your hand, uh, it's going to continually get buffed. Mm. And what happens when Cthune is played, it deals the number of its attack damage to all the enemy minions. So if you've built a deck that's like a, a control deck that lasts the, the entire length of the game, you can get it up to, like... 10, 15 uh, attack, and then when you play it on turn 10 or whatever, because it's a 10 mana card, uh, it deals that amount of damage to the enemy, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of my favorite cards that's a Warlock cards is called Renounce Self or something like that, that when played, it changes my hero power and all my Warlock cards to a hero power and cards of a different deck and subtracts the cost of them by one. Which is a lot of fun to play, because you get a bunch of random cards from another class and get that hero power. Uh, but in in practice, is not very effective. I haven't had much luck with that. It doesn't... I think there's a... I think there's a type of deck you can build around that, but I just kind of put that card into my zoo deck, which didn't work out too well, my Ancient Horde zoo deck. It doesn't throw um, off your opponent at all? It does, but like the way the way the meta works and the way decks are crafted is they're they're crafted to work uh, in the greatest number of situations mm -hmm. possible. I gotcha. So like, yeah, I, I could make a deck that's like a really good counter to like Secret Paladin, which was a big thing right before they switched to standard and wild formats. Uh, I can make a really good deck that counters that, but I mean, who knows who I'm going to play. Right. in the latter, so it's only effective against one kind of thing. Uh, so most decks are crafted to, to be very effective against a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're at with that. There's a really bitch of a card called Evolve for Shaman, uh, and what that does is uh, changes all your minions on the board to minions of... Is it, is it one cost higher? Or no, is it the same cost? But it's really effective because they get a bunch of minions on the board, 
and then they use those minions to attack the enemy minions on the board, but do like favorable trading so that they're low on health. And then they play this evolve card. Yeah, it is. It is one mana cost more. They play this evolve card, and it levels up all their creatures to another creature of one higher mana cost. It's all random, so you don't know what you're going to get. But you know the damage is done at that point, and I've gotten slaughtered with that a few times. Sounds frustrating. Uh, it can be it can be very frustrating, but it can also be very rewarding. Uh, I told you guys they changed the sorry emote to wow, uh-huh. so you can't say sorry anymore right before you take out somebody's last bit of health. Uh, you can say wow if you want, but thank God, yeah. But I don't know, man. Hearthstone, it's a good time. It's a good time to get in and play when there's all this craziness going on and everybody hasn't figured everything out. Um, and you get free card backs when you sign in, so I recommend it. But uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on with, with the old gods. Uh, the Druid is giving me all sorts of fits. I think they made out the best in this expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The, their whole goal is to keep Hearthstone fun, and just they've said that on multiple occasions, and a lot of that comes down to RNG, you know, the random number generator. Yeah. Uh, the randomness of the game is is what makes it the most fun. So they're definitely uh, committing to that more so than some of the frustrating decks that uh, are no fun to play against and are really no fun to play but are super effective. So yeah. they're trying to eliminate that. And I think they, they're doing a pretty good job. Mana. Yeah. Mana. Anyway. Okay. Is that everything, Corey? I think... You guys should play some Hearthstone, though. It's fun. <coughs> I'm definitely thinking tonight about it, if you would ever shut up, Corey. Hey, man. I only scratched the surface. I could talk for I hours about Hearthstone. I know. I could talk for hours. What do you got, Eric? Uh, Nothing really, Dan. The only thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Hoops Mode and Rocket League, mm-hmm. um, which I absolutely hate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It. It feels so cheap to me, and I feel like unless you're really, really good at aerials, which I'm not, and I would say the majority of people, at least the people that I've been playing with, are not either. It's very hard to score goals. I feel like a lot of the times that people score, it's just like complete luck. Yeah. Because it has to get up over this rim, okay? So you can actually drive through what would be considered the basket part, except for the rim. But the ball, you, there's like, it's a, how do I want to word it? It's it's a wall you can see, but it's not solid. So you can go through it, but when the ball hits it, it goes up like almost like a ramp. Mm-hmm. And there's a rim around the top of it. Oh, yeah. And it, and it makes saving very difficult, too. Um, I don't know. When you do save one, it's really kind of like spectacular. But it's just so hard to do. And I feel like unless you're super good at the game, it's all about luck, and I don't like that. And I feel like the field is a lot smaller than the actual uh, Rocket League fields, mm-hmm. which is throwing me off, and the camera angle feels a little bit different to me. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. I've never been I able like... to do an aerial, so I'd be I'd be oh, rubbish. Yeah. You'd be a fish out of water, dude. Because that's, <laughs> see that's they got... what that mode's all about. I see they got premium DLC. Yeah. Hmm. NBA flags. The first piece of DLC I'm not going to buy. If you like your, your favorite NBA team flag on your car, now's the chance. It's what are they charging bucks, for that? 
two boxes, two boxes per, per flag yeah, or for all? No, of them? no, 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 for all of them. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was pretty disappointed with hoops. I was pumped for it. It just uh, it didn't materialize for me, but that's all right. I still play the regular game poorly. They should put the hoop on the ground so it's just like a hole in the ground. I would like that. Like Rocket League like golf. Golf? Yeah. Yeah. I there like you go. That. I like it. Idea. Golf. They should have done that with the Masters. Yeah. Uh, I got one. How about Rocket League uh, Pig? Where each person eh, would take takes a so shot. long. Would it? No, it wouldn't. Those would be quick. You're right. Never mind. If it was forgiving, you know. Savage uh, in the chat says that the field is so small because it's designed to be a 2v2 game, which it is. It's 2v2. I didn't mention that. Mm -hmm. And I get that. Um, I just don't like it. Yeah. It's just not for me. The mode's just not for me. Rocket League excels at Rocket League. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because that's when it's at its best. You didn't like the hockey one very much either, right? Nah, not as much. I like the hockey more than I like the hoops, though. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, but I mean it's more similar anyway to soccer. For sure. Still disappointed they didn't put a Zamboni in. That seemed like such a natural fit. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a, a slam dunk. <laughs> Little wordplay there. Good job, Dan. <laughs> okay, Will. I'm I'm mesmerized by these clips uh, Corey has going on. Uh, what is it? Rocket League goals, like people just doing the craziest stuff because uh, i'm so bad at aerial stuff that this blows my mind i'm pretty much glued yeah, to the ground that's what i'm saying like I, I don't know i'm glued to the ground when i play rocket league other than the little <laughs> jumps dan i'm trying to demolition people for the team yeah uh that's what i've taken the new role as well uh-huh demolition um, man yeah so if the other team has a guy who's just sitting in the goal i just go down and fuck with him Yep, and I find that it works pretty well. Actually, we we end up scoring because people have gotten so good at just blocking every shot. Yeah. You know, that it's I don't know. I'm not good enough to make up for it. So offensively, if, if you see somebody standing in the goal and you come from the side where they can't really see you and demolition them, you know what my favorite I, is is to go head on because they'll see you. And just stop right before you get there because they jump and then just yeah. slam the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's the best. I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I like uh, that a lot. I don't know. That's about it. Okay. Well, Jeff and I got relegated to Division 2 in FIFA, so uh, our march towards the top is going terribly. Man. That's yeah. no good. That's it. Okay. Will? So so I beat Fire Emblem Conquest. Hey. Hey. Well done. Let me tell you, that game was hard. Really hard. Yep. I'm going to talk a little bit about the last battle because, Dan, you'll know what I'm talking about. This will, the conversation will have, like, no meaning to Corey and, and Eric. But so, Dan. Yeah. The last battle, I beat it on my first try, but I had a pretty rough start to it. So I lost my healers by the second round, uh-huh. which were Elise and Felicia. Okay. So right off the bat, I lost both of my healers. And Elise is one of my best units in the game. Yeah. Because I have her as a strategist, and she does magic damage and heals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. 
And same with Felicia. So that was not good. And then shortly after, I lost my magic dealers, which were Nyx, Ophelia, and Leo. Uh-huh. Which the three of them can deal so much damage. Like, if they attack in tandem with somebody, they'll wipe out whoever it is. And then I lost my tanks, Laszlo and Keaton. Keaton so was really good, halfway... though, wasn't he? Yeah, he, like, because he was, he was all right, like, for a lot of the game. And then towards the end, when you uh, use the Master Seal on him, yeah. he became unbelievable. And I really wish I had his daughter, too. Yeah, his daughter ended up being better than him for me. Yeah, because she would have taken probably Laszlo's spot for me. Yeah. Because she'd be more, more just as tanky. So about halfway through, I was left with Baruka, Perry, Azura, Selena, Xander, Corin, and uh, Camila. Okay. That was all I had left. So I had to make do fighting against the final boss who was just wailing on me with the, the arrows. Yeah. That were going through the battlefield and doing damage to every, to everyone and spawning new enemies. Yeah, that's the one where you have to get behind the rocks when he shoots, yep. right? Yep, and if he can't do anything, he just brings out people that come from the sides. Yeah. And without a healer, like, it was rough. Yeah, I ended up losing Perry on the last because I got to the point where I had enough damage on the final boss, and I wasn't sure if Korn was going to do his double hit, so I had Perry going and weaken just a little bit. So she ended up dying at the very last attack, but... But, like, I got some really very clutch criticals from Baruka and Selena along uh-huh. the way. Nice. Because Selena has the soul ability. Because I had her as a bow knight to take out. Because, you know, towards you get in the, the end, you're fighting a lot of Pegasus knights. Yeah. And I didn't have an archer of any sort. So I had Selena. And she has the soul ability, which when she does damage, she recovers half the health that she does damage-wise. Oh, wow. So if she's doing 14 damage, she'll get 7%, like, 7 hit points back. So, like... She kept on getting, like, that on top of, like, her just normal criticals. And it just, it, like, I probably would have lost if the two of them didn't get the lucky criticals. Yeah. But, boy, what a game. So good, right? Which do you like better? That's really hard. Because while I played Birthright, I thought Birthright was better when I started Conquest. And now I started Conquest, I'm like, oh, this is really good, too. So I don't really know how to, which one to pick yeah i like i wish i got to grind out the conquest characters more like with conversations and like levels and stuff like that yeah you just have just no to opportunity see. to do that no it, w- it was tough because and like towards the end of the game if i didn't play with um not permadeath i don't i wouldn't have had an army yeah that's how i was too because i don't know how people beat the game like that with conquest because i i was losing five people like every battle yeah yeah and but but you know at that rate you run out of units really fast and you can't you're you're to a point where you can't take a new unit into that battle because they'll get killed one hit you know so exactly yeah that one you can definitely get to a a spot where you're screwed and you have to start Mm -hmm. over which I'm really glad I I decided going in that I was going to not have permadeath on that version because, yeah. like I said, I pretty much, like, I give the AI is a lot better than I kind of even gave it credit for because right off the bat, I would always, like, misposition. Yeah. For example, Nyx, who is a glass cannon. Yep. She does so much magic damage, but, like, if I mispositioned her just a little bit, yep. they uh, pounce on the her. AI just pounced right on her. And, like, pretty much every battle I lost her and Laszlo, like, pretty early. Yeah. 
So that gave like Ophelia a lot of time, which is um, Odin's daughter, yeah. to level up and catch up. But boy, I, I don't know. I love the, I love these games. I started. I bought and started Revelations too. Nice. Um, so I'm on chapter seven with that. And from what I noticed, like with the games, they there are some same like story bits in the games that are across like the two versions. I don't know about Revelations, but they all like they're very different story wise. Yeah. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. And even with Revelations, like the first chapter when you break you know when you make the decision and break off? Yeah. Uh like and you do uh you choose the not choosing side. Basically like Azura tells you everything that you learn throughout the course of birthright and conquest that she tells you because you know how she's kind of like yeah secretive she's a mystery character in both the versions yeah you don't learn a ton about her even though like you do end up learning a lot but like in this one she right off the bat tells you a lot of like stuff you didn't know even from playing the other games nice so and i know in revelations that you get every character oh really too yeah, you get all of the conquest and um, birthright. birthright characters. That's cool. So, and you can grind. So that that there's a lot there. Oh wow! And like when you're doing the house stuff, like the the base stuff, you get both the stuff from the birthright and conquest versions that you can build. So like you get the dawn and dusk armory and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I th- Fire Emblem's real good, man. I definitely one of my favorite series at this point yeah because i think with as good as awakening was i think fates just like got way better mm-hmm. it's way better i don't know i'm gonna actually go back and play awakening at some point this year uh-huh. and i got bravely second or whatever sitting here and i haven't even thought about starting it yeah i gotta get that also uh, but other than that, I've just been playing a ton of... I played some NHL, too, uh-huh. which is all right. It's fun to play my be a pro and try to get drafted into the NHL. It's a life. Yeah. But other than that, got nothing. Okay. I already talked about the one game I played other than Game of Thrones, so that's it. Do we get any feedback? No. No feedback. No feedback week. Unbelievable. Okay. Well, that's the end of our podcast forever. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Ruined it. Uh, do we know what we want to do for next week? Mm. That's the con- that's the conundrum. No. No, sir. Uh, Thursday next week, right, Corey? Yeah. Or do we want to do Overwatch beta? Um, Wouldn't be a bad idea. When come... does that start? Tuesday, for people who pre-order. Do you think we should wait for the full release? Well, is we it really going to be any that. different? No, I don't Battleborn's know. out May third. That's also Tuesday. Is anybody getting that? Nope. No. Maybe. Answers that. Oh, Will might get it, huh? I mean. I'm kind of really interested in it, yeah. Don't but. forget, well, we got um, what's it called there? Uncharted Four coming up too. A couple weeks. Is that the second week of May? May tenth. 
tenth. Okay. Yeah. Second. Second. Tito Tuesday. says. Tito said we're making a mistake not getting Battleborn. I don't have the time to get into a, fr- a friggin' MOBA. Ugh. That sounds like the worst idea. Yeah, and Tito, I, I liked it, it but I think uh, because because I got Overwatch, I know they're not exactly alike, but I think I would rather play Overwatch than Battleborn. Same here. I also don't have the time. I I, I liked the one game that I played. But yeah. yeah, I just I, I just don't have the time to get good at it, and that's why Rocket League is just perfect for me, even if I suck. And Overwatch is perfect, so yeah. I'll have another game to suck at, but have a lot of fun playing. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm Fair gonna enough. have it digitally because I don't like going to stores. So you'll have it. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts, questions? No, nope, I'm gonna go play Hearthstone. Quements. Quements. All right. Uh, well, that'll do it for episode 249 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Merrick. Will. Agree. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.